With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Volume knob for your convenience. To operate the volume knob, grasp it firmly between thumb and index finger. And turn smoothly but sharply to the right. Now, broadcasting from the shores of the world's most beautiful beaches, this is the most talked about radio show in Bay County. The biggest guest, the most talk, The Brian Russ Show on News Talk at 101. Now, here's Brian Russ. This is Veronica, and I'm filling in today with Don Arias, so we're super excited. Unfortunately, Brian had to take a spa day today. Yes, he's out getting a Brazilian right now, <laughs> uh, getting I a bikini wax. Said he's, that. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, taking a much-needed spa day. Uh, but we're so excited. So we have plenty of guests today that are going to be calling in. Veronica, we have a wonderful rundown. I, I mean, the people you get a hold of are unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, we got Commissioner Griff Griffiths, who's a Baytown commissioner. He's going to talk do. about he's the a regular. Yeah, we've also got uh, uh, Congressman Neil Dunn. Which is a get, as we say in the trade. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so he's he's going to uh, give us a little update on the stimulus package and maybe give us a little Pelosi update of what her hijinks are there you uh, go. lately. And uh, you will take calls from you guys as well. It's 233-9988, 233-9988. And another special guest, uh, Jason Gonzalez, a lawyer from Tallahassee. He's, uh, he's currently trying to, uh, the most cases in the Florida Supreme Court. I think he's up to about 18 cases. Yes. So yeah, he's going to fill us in, and he's worked really hard with the Federalist Society, and he he's trying to always make sure the bench has got conservative judges on there. Yeah, and, and another interesting fun fact about uh, Jason Gonzalez, he, he's also the first lawyer to ever try a case remotely with Zoom with the Florida <laughs> Supreme Court. that just Court. happened because yeah. of the COVID times that we're living in. Yeah, that's pretty, so. pretty, that's a sign of the times, you know, it's crazy. But, um, um, but I do want to talk about us because we've been friends for a long time. Yeah. Uh, we are both retired Air Force officers. I was trying to think of a joke, you know, like two retired Air Force officers yeah. <laughs> going to a bar yeah, it's like, it's like, <laughs> but i don't know what the punchline is yeah air force officers never die they just <laughs> smell that way yeah um well and then, and then i think the first time i ever met you was you were actually running a debate and this is when um jay trumbull was running for the for yeah. florida yeah i moderated that debate. you did yeah. and you told that really funny joke it wasn't a joke i <laughs> I had to get my suit back to the funeral parlor over to Sutherland's <laughs> yeah. uh, before this debate ended. So we tried to keep it on time. Yes. Yeah, so that's but, the first time I ever met you, and that was so much fun. Yeah. And so we've been we know, friends ever since, yeah. working all kinds of things together. Yeah, we worked together at Tyndall on, on a few major projects. We and, have, uh, the rebuild yeah. and everything else. Yeah, oh, boy, it never stops over there, does it? <laughs> no, it but, doesn't. But uh, one, one thing, because we've got this great you know relationship, and you know my wife knows about us. You know, She does. Got, I hope Karen calls in because she has the best <laughs> New York. Accent ever, you know. So Veronica, uh, I've been calling her my work wife. So and you're my work husband so, for almost two years. So now. I'm thinking like celebrity couples have like cool names like Brad and Angelina or Brangelina and Kim and Kanye or Kimye, <laughs> Ben and Jennifer or Benifer. You know, I, I think we should be like 
Veronodon, you know. Veronodon's kind of like a dinosaur, like a Jurassic Park kind of thing. <laughs> it's a voracious information. <laughs> That's the Veronica in its natural habitat, looking for interviews, stalking its prey. I don't know what that was. That's scary. Never good. But well, that's kind of cool. That we have We've been on the radio together for five oh minutes, God. and we're already we're, a couple. We're amusing ourselves. <laughs> We're amusing ourselves just Please a little too that. much. <laughs> but you need to talk about what went on in your house last night. Hey, listen, I, I, <laughs> actually, that's kind of appropriate because we have alligators in our lake, and uh, I think it's after <laughs> they, they hired some gator hunters to come out. You yeah, because you live so, up at Muriel. Yeah, Lake Muriel. Yeah. And, uh, you know, usually it's alligator-free. We swim in that lake. We boat in that lake. We fish there. And they, they found a couple of nesting alligators when they were cleaning out a lot. So they called FWC, and they hired gator boys to come and get them. And they're on an airboat at night, like, brrr, you know. They're loud. If you've ever yeah. been on an airboat air tour, really, they're really so loud. loud. And, uh, and, and lights, they're shining lights everywhere. So I really didn't get a good night's sleep. So I'm, I'm operating okay. on a, just well, I'll a kick you in the shins. Yeah, yeah, please do that. Just I'm here for. throw a hot cup of coffee in my face or whatever. But... On a more serious note, it's Memorial Day weekend. It is Memorial Day weekend, and we're you know we're both veterans, and we know that people always get confused what Memorial Day weekend is. Yeah, and it's sad. I, I was just reading an article about uh, uh, the University of uh, Phoenix uh, just conducted a poll, and uh, they found out that uh, most people just don't know what the real meaning of Memorial Day is. They don't. Only forty three percent of uh, uh, the Americans surveyed were where the holiday honors military members who died while serving in the armed forces. And that's well, the key. It's, it's yeah. members that have died while serving in the armed forces. In the armed forces. I mean, they also found that only 28% of people, uh, uh, I mean, 28% of people confused Memorial Day with Veterans Day. So they didn't even know the difference between the two. And, and it's actually a pretty common mistake. 36% of people admitted to not knowing the difference between Memorial Day and Veterans Day. I mean, so it's kind of sad that here we are. It's not just a three-day weekend for barbecues right. and fun. And I mean, it I, does kick off the summer, but we need to does. remember those that, it, yeah. that gave all for our nation. Yeah. And, you know, we've had so many, so many folks. And I was, I was trying to reflect on that, too, because when you're in the military for 20 years, you know, you, you do have friends sometimes that... You know, something happens. So. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, and I got to confess, there was a lot I didn't know about uh, uh, Memorial Day as well. You know, there actually is a thing called a moment of remembrance. Have you ever heard of that? No. A moment of remembrance. And, and, and apparently, you're supposed to have a minute of silence. We're supposed to hold a minute of silence to remember those who, uh, uh, who died. Uh, but a third of respondents, 35%, you know, didn't know anything about it. Half of Americans polled were also clueless about gold star mothers. Yes. They have no idea what a gold star family is or a family who had, who had lost a loved one in the military, what to even call them. So it's kind of a sad sign of the times that. Well, we're talking about yeah. Memorial Day. Yeah. But it does kick off summer. So, you know, and, and summer is alive and well here in Bay County. Yes, it is. For and, sure. uh, you know, the, the moment of remembrance, let's, let's make sure to have one on, uh, on Sunday. I know there's a time for it. I think it's like two o'clock okay. on, on, uh, on Memorial Day, Monday, May 25th. Uh, you know, a great place too is if you've ever been up to Arlington Cemetery and they do the, you know, the Marines, um, I mean, the, the Army Guard. Oh, yeah. The Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, and they're always putting, putting um, Reese. So I'm sure they'll, they'll be doing something huge up there. Yeah, you know, if you've seen that, 
Yeah, I mean, our, our traditions and institutions and our culture as military people is little understood by the vast majority of Americans. Well, I will say if you drive around here in Florida and you drive through the little towns and it's Memorial Day weekend. You oh, know, people are super patriotic. They put, they yeah. put the, the crosses up with yeah. people and that have passed in the campaign where they were killed in action. So it's always, yeah. I will say Florida, we have a lot of patriotic people around here. Yeah, we do. And um, Memorial Day uh, was celebrated on May 30th up until uh, 1971 when the national with the National Holiday Act of 1971 that designated the last Monday in May to be the federal holiday. Uh, until that time, it was just on May 30th. Now it's the last uh, um, uh, Monday in May. So, well, for all of those that have gone before us, we salute you. Yes, we do. And uh, I just saw that little salute just in there. <laughs> but we've um, got, got a lot to talk about. We do. And so I want to talk news. about Biden and his, he's just, is he not just the gaff man? Oh, my God. You know, he had that interview with Charlemagne, and he's getting a lot of heat for it. And, and I think we can play that, that one uh, clip. And uh, but I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black, so, so how I mean, would, how would is you, this a joke? That, that yeah, looks really yeah. Biden. I, I think we have another Biden quote, too. Can you play that one? Oh, you don't? I'm figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. I think it's clip two. Um, the Fredo? Uh, <laughs> we have another Biden clip. Yeah. Hey, well, things, I'm smart. Not like everybody says. Like dumb, I'm smart, and I want to fight okay. someone nowadays. I can handle <laughs> <laughs> that. Is so fine too. Was that fine? Oh my so, gosh! Like, um, you know, I, oh. I, I just think it takes a uh, special brand of arrogance to be so presumptive to tell someone what their race is or isn't. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we're and we're coming from military culture, so we live in a purple society, but. The man is clueless, honestly. Uh, I mean, that quote was ridiculous. Yeah, I'm probably speaking for a lot of people when I say, you know, if there was someone, someone who really cares about this man in his life, you know. You they know, would tell him to step down. Yeah, they would tell him to leave. I mean, Jill Biden, are you, are you listening? Uh, I mean, why are you doing this to this guy? You know? And he, you know, and he's 77. He is not sharp on his feet. And I'm not, I, you know, I look at Trump. That man... Hey, I'm energy and stamina. Hey, some people. The debates are going to be fun oh when, when the time comes. I just cannot believe that the Democrat, uh, the Democrats cannot find another candidate. Are you kidding me? I mean, we had pantsuit lady before, and now we've got Biden. <laughs> you think the debates are going to be fun? Oh, I, I think it's going like, to be crushed. It's going to be like watching the club baby seal pops. I mean, it's going to be sad. <laughs> it's, it's what it's going to be. Uh, 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 because, you know, uh, Trump comes with a lot of bombast. Oh, yeah. Now, and, you know, I'm a native New Yorker. However, I'm a native Floridian now. I've been here for 22, 23 years. Uh, and so we kind of grew up with Trump. He was always in the news. you know. So, right. Yeah. Right. And, you know, he's a great guy. He's, well, listen, he's, he, he's... Well, and nobody's ever said no to him. So that's yeah. the other thing. When you're a billionaire, you can do whatever you want. And, and well, listen, you know, I, we hired a real estate guy from Queens. And people are shocked somehow that, you know, he's inartful in his speech. I mean, really? Uh, or that he's pushing. But don't you like how we yeah. always know where he stands? <laughs> I mean, and then the Twitter. I mean, the Twitter. He was a he was a protest vote for a lot of people. Yeah, and a lot of people held their nose and voted for him. You right. Know? I mean, quite frankly, I you know, 
I can't say I 100% approve of everything he that comes out of his mouth or everything that he tweets, but as far as, you know, where it counts, policy-wise, I think he's done a pretty good job. Oh, he's been great you know? for our nation. Our military's strong. You know, we're respected. What, what he's yeah. done for our country, our economy. I mean, hopefully, I will say my portfolio's halfway back. Yeah. <laughs> so I I do think things are will get back on our feet. I mean, we do have, what, 30 million people now that are, you know, have have filed for unemployment and we just have to open up America. I know we're slowly doing it. Uh, You and I were talking before the show about the governor um, Whitmer up north. Up in Michigan. Yes. Governor Whitmer. Michiganian. She's up there goose stepping around Lansing. And Um, you know, she's extended mm -hmm. them out to June again. And these people, people need to get back. You know, I, I, I was stationed in Michigan for a couple of years, and it's a beautiful state. And everybody I knew, like the native Michiganders, they all had a cabin, quote unquote, up north. Yeah, and she's like, not even letting you can't even travel to your second yeah, home. People yeah. have been protesting on the Capitol, you know, so, say, weekly say up you there. Live, um, I can't a, even imagine that. And like if you live in a suburb of Detroit, right, and it's a crowded area and there's a population density, and you got a cabin up north and you want to be alone. And say, okay, we might as well take this time to make a little vacation at our second home up north, which is often just a little cabin. Uh, well, it's somewhere. like us. We go to 30A. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to be socially isolated. How many and all people that. do you know own, a, own something at 30A? Yeah, so, Can you imagine you can't make the drive? Well, you obviously travel in different circles than <laughs> I do. <laughs> all you high rollers. <laughs> but, uh, you know, for, it, it kind of defies logic when you tell people no. Uh, you can't go to your. Well, I can't. It's just it's second so, home so in the middle of nowhere. It's just like running a communist state up yeah, there, and, and it's kind of sad. Now, I understand uh, the need for people to adhere to the rules, uh, but you have to right. have a little more trust. Your mask in your and yeah. wash your hands, and you know maybe they do have a lot of cases up there, and you can't open your restaurants fully. But that's the nice thing is that here in Florida, we opened up this week. We're at fifty percent capacity. Oh, yeah, at our and, restaurants and when, hair salons are open. Yeah, so and that music's creeping in. It oh, sounds yeah, like I'm, a break yes. to me. Okay, we're going to take a break. Yeah, we can take a quick break. This is uh, Verona Don uh, sitting in for <laughs> Brian Rust. <laughs> Hi, Brian. I hope I hope your spa day is going well. Yeah. We miss you. Yeah, good luck with the bikini wax. We'll be right back after these messages. Two years from now, got any plans? I don't. But two-year contracts make you plan around them anyway. What's even happening tomorrow? At WOW, we give contracts the modern touch by not having them. With us, not only do you get our super fast Internet 200 for a ridiculously low $44.99 a month, but you'll also get a $100 Visa prepaid reward card and safe contact-free installation. Sign up today at WOWWay.com. Wow. Limited offer for new customers with auto pay and paperless billing, equipment taxes, and fees extra. Offer subject to change. Restrictions and terms apply. At Tyndall Federal Credit Union, we have the perfect loan for any home. Buy a house in the perfect neighborhood with one of our traditional mortgage options. Or take on that fixer-upper with our rehabilitation mortgage. Make the home of your dreams come to life with our new construction loan. Or get a land loan to purchase the lot where you'll build your dream home one day. We have the perfect loan for any home. Only at Tyndall. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing lender. NMLS number 597599. PanCare Health is providing COVID-19 testing in Northwest Florida. If you are exhibiting symptoms of COVID-19, contact our response line at 850-215-4181. Our response line is open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. To 
receive an appointment for testing, you must contact our PanCare Health Response Line first at 850-215-4181. PanCare Health, here for our communities when it's needed the most. Flo here with a really weird word, buttery. Buttery? It's not quite butter, it's, it's more butterish. Or maybe buttery is like butchery or bakery, a shop that sells artisanal butter products. Dig in, America. Now a word that's even more weird, flotection. Sure, it's not really a word, but it is really good protection for your new home through me and Progressive. No ifs, ands, or butteries about it. Sorry. Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit beefy or even with type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Affordable term life insurance is out there. Call term provider and speak with Big Lou at 800-481-1458. 800-481-1458. Or visit BigLou.com. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Liberals are probably not a big fan of the Brian Rush Show. But that's okay, because Brian owns his side business bottling their tears. And business is good. Be a part of the show at 233-9988. Now, here's Brian Rust on News Talk at 101. All right, this is not Brian Rust. This is Don Arias and uh, Veronica Kemeny sitting in for Brian Rust. Uh, we are the artists known as Verona Don. Um, uh, <laughs> and Brian, he just texted me from the spa, so all's going well. Yeah. All's going well yeah. with, his, with his leg wax. Yeah, I, 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 like that Steve Carell chest wax. <laughs> oh, we miss him. We miss him. <laughs> The voracious political raptor is on the prowl once again. Oh, my gosh. And and we did want to talk to uh, talk about Trump. So our President Trump, he's always stepping up for the unborn. And this week, guess what he's fighting for? Churches. So I can go to church. You know, and and we were just talking about the Michigan governor, you know, and the kind of the ham handed one size fits, fits all policies that she has for a whole state that's keeping people on lockdown. You know, uh, Trump's announced that uh, houses of worship are essential. They and, are essential. And he calls on governors to open them up. And and here's here's, here's the kind of uh, the contradiction in a lot of these policies. You know, when they say that uh, liquor stores and abortion clinics are essential, but churches aren't. I mean, that's I mean, your you can, a, yes, your AA meeting is canceled, right? Your Alcoholics Anonymous meeting is canceled, but the liquor store is open. So how do you think that's going to work out? That's absolutely insane. I will say, last Sunday I was so excited because. I I actually went to mass and it wasn't on my sofa. It was an outdoor mass for my church at St. John's, but it was great. And I felt like, you know, especially for the Christians, I had somewhere to go, saw my priest. I can't imagine not being able to do this. And I think everybody, you know, anybody who's, who's got a faith, whether it's your, your local mosque or, or your synagogue or your church or, or, or whatever, um, or, or your tree, if you're a Wiccan. <laughs> Please, no, no. But, uh, I mean, that's the beauty about living here in, in Bay County is there's so many churches everywhere, and I know... I think policymakers don't understand how important that is to normal but, people. But our governor did. Our yeah. governor did because initially he said that people could meet at church. And I've seen here in our town that they've had drive-up stuff, um, drive-up church services. Yeah. I know my neighborhood, we did one... My neighbor's a preacher, and he put on the an Easter service. They have with... drive-through confession in some places. <laughs> I might need that. Yeah. Yeah, I, would... 
actually, you know, they asked me if I wanted the fries with that last time I did it. Apparently, I was at the wrong window. But, but um, isn't that awesome that President Trump cares and he understands? I mean, we know Governor DeSantis got it, so... But President Trump, that's the thing, he's beat up all so the time. So what do you think that is? What do you think that is, though, that uh, policymakers at the state level in a lot of the northern or blue states really don't get it? You know, they don't have God in their life. They're the ones that are for well, partial birth abortion, you know, even yeah. before COVID. And yeah, or, or maybe they just have a different view of religion than most of us do. And, and if you look at them, a lot of them went to Ivy League colleges. They were raised like veal and academia. And, and they're probably vegan, and, wearing yeah. pleather. <laughs> pleather. I like leather. Yeah, <laughs> pleather. <laughs> I harvest my own. But, um, but uh, um, I, I think it says something about the difference between the so-called ruling class and and us normals, you know, I mean, the normals are raising families. They're going to work. They're going to church. They're, they're trying to go to business. work. We they're want them to, to go, go to work. work. And, and, you know? and the ruling classes, you know, it, it, religion is something they kind of snigger at or look yeah. down their nose at. Or it's not it's, a priority. It's it, not no, a priority it's not. And I, and I think that really, I think that factors into their uh, calculus. They're like, ah, it's really not essential. I, I mean, it know? was nice that all these churches went virtual and. There's yeah. all kinds of options, but still, it's it's yeah. But going if you got to church get, as a family, but if you got to get to a liquor store, it's wide open for oh, you. Oh, I know. You know? Well, I mean, and then last essential. Sunday, even though we were outside, you know, and we're social distancing, it was it was lovely to see all your your church family again. So you know, he's beat up on everything. Yeah, but I I do think that that governor well, up north is out of control. Yeah, and I think Trump took one for the team here. I, I know he's going to get some criticism. He takes on one for the team yeah, every yeah, week. Yeah, President from Trump, Communist uh, News Network and yeah, well, oh my goodness, don't even get me started. President Trump on Friday announced that uh, uh, that new Centers for Disease Control guidance will classify houses of worship as essential, as he called on governors to allow them to open up, quote unquote, right now after being closed during the coronavirus lockdowns. Trump announced the policy for churches, synagogues, and mosques during a short briefing at the White House. And then here's, uh, here's what he said. He, he said, governors need to do the right thing and allow these very important essential places of faith to open right now for this weekend, Trump said. If they don't do it, I will override governors. Now, go Trump. Go Trump. You know, overriding governors, that's something he can't do Well, he's do kind on of let own. the governors, he's, you know, well, let he them be to. in, in he charge. He has no power over the governors. But, you, know? you know. So, and that's, and so he took a lot of heat for that. It's like, who do you think you are? You're some sort of dictator or whatever. The only way he can override governors is in the courts. You know, right. I mean, really. I mean, governors right. can do what they want in well, their Well, but states. I think people are going to There are limits up. to presidential power. I, I mean, yeah. the, the, the lady up in Michigan, they're protesting all yeah. the time. They've had it with her. So... so so the intent was was good, but the devil's in the details. The president cannot override a governor. You know, I mean, he can he can uh, uh, get the Justice Department to look at what they're doing. He can uh, uh, have the Justice Department sue the state. He can encourage people in the state. Well, to going sue. to church is essential for only, those of us only that a go judge to can church. That. That it's is what essential. I'm yeah. So, so and then and then this week I found out too getting my toes done that was essential, Don. <laughs> <Did you laughs> and you need a haircut. 
haircut. Oh, my God. I oh. haven't had a haircut since this thing started. Oh, my God. Know? Well, because you probably can't get in. Yeah. You probably can't get in. Well, for me, hair is a diminishing resource, so I'm kind <laughs> of enjoying it while it lasts because um, it's, yeah. It, it's but I'm down. so excited. My hair salon is open. My nail place is open. And, yes, they had new, you know, they were disinfecting everything. We all wore masks. But that's okay. So, you know, here's one thing I like to do, though, Veronica. You know, uh, President Trump said, in America, we need more prayer, not less. Well, I'd like to know what callers think about that. Oh, yeah. uh, 233-9988, 233-9988. What do you think about President Trump's announcement that houses of worship are essential? Um, We've got a clip. Can we play that clip of uh, President Trump uh, making his... uh, Today, I'm identifying houses of worship... Churches, synagogue, and mosques as essential places that provide essential services. Some governors have deemed liquor stores and abortion clinics as essential, but have left out churches and other houses of worship. It's not right. So I'm correcting this injustice and calling houses of worship essential. I call upon governors to allow our churches and places of worship to open right now. There it is. Uh, got to run off to the uh, a break here uh, in just a few minutes and a few seconds. But uh, after the break, we'd like to take a call or two. And then we've got Commissioner Griff Griffiths, uh, 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 who's going to be calling in. We're going to have a quick interview with him. So but, excited uh, to hear the update on how everything's going in Bay County. Yeah, Donna Veronica in for <laughs> Brian Russ. Veronica Don is on the prowl. Memorial Day weekend is meant to be a time for Americans to remember and honor our nation's war dead. But in this time of COVID-19 lockdowns, many deceased veterans are being denied that final salute. For over 20 years, Owen Chance served in the United States Navy, retiring as a chief petty officer. He passed away on May 4th and planned to receive an interment ceremony at Florida National Cemetery with full military honors. But due to safety concerns, the coronavirus pandemic prevented it. Gerard Lyons, assistant director at Florida National Cemetery, says that these changes are happening at VA cemeteries across the country. Fox's Robert Sherman. The Pentagon says that all will eventually receive full military burial honors retroactively. With over one and a half million cases confirmed in the U.S., more than 96,000 Americans have died of the coronavirus so far. America is listening to Fox News. This Memorial Day at the Sleep Center, you could save up to $500 on all Tempur-Pedic adjustable mattress sets. Sleep right tonight on a Tempur-Pedic mattress made in the USA. Available at the Sleep Center. Sleep Center, where it's bedtime all day long. Missing out on too much of the good life lately? Do something about it this weekend. Captain Anderson's is open Sunday for the long holiday. So you've got an extra day for Captain A's. And there's really nothing that beats a night out at Captain Anderson's with good friends. Hey, I think I hear a big platter of those famous grilled bay shrimp calling your name. Captain Anderson's, open Sunday. Dine early and watch the fleet unload. Captain Anderson's opens at 4 p.m. today and will be open Monday at 4.30. Happy Memorial Day. Flo here with a really weird word, buttery. Buttery? It's not quite butter. It's, it's more butterish. Or maybe buttery is like butchery or bakery, a shop that sells artisanal butter products. Dig in, America. Now a word that's even more weird. 
Flowtection. Sure, it's not really a word, but it is really good protection for your new home through me and Progressive. No ifs, ands, or butteries about it. Sorry. Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit beefy, or even with type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Affordable term life insurance is out there. Call term provider and speak with Big Lou at 800-481-1458. 800-481-1458 or visit BigLou.com. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Sean Hannity from 2 until 5. Stimulate the economy, eliminate the bureaucracy, incentivize businesses. News Talk 101. Brian Rust and political correctness have never really gotten along very well. If you have a complaint, fill out a post-it note and throw it away because there's a darn good chance he just doesn't care if your feelings are hurt. The Brian Rust Show is back on News Talk 101. Welcome back to the Brian Rush Show. This is Don and Veronica sitting in for Brian Rush while he's taking a much-needed spa day. Uh, I think he's in the middle of a Brazilian I, I wax right now. Well, or he's getting his hair dyed. Yeah, yeah. So. Pedicure, the whole deal. <laughs> the whole yeah. thing. The whole thing. But we are so excited because on the phone with us today, this morning, is our regular, he's a regular guest, our Bay County Commissioner, Griff Griffiths. How are you, sir? Welcome back. I'm I'm good, Veronica. How are you and Don this morning? We're having a great time in here. Hey, Commissioner. How are you doing today? I'm good, Don. Good. Good to hear y'all's voices. Um, beautiful weekend out there, it looks like. Huh? Yeah. I'll, I'll be on the boat later. How about you, Commissioner? You better believe it. You better <laughs> believe it. I've got my family is up and at them and ready to uh, to hit the water this afternoon. It's going to be It's going to be beautiful. I was out there last weekend, Saturday and Sunday, and it was packed. And I know it's going to be packed again. But I'm I'm so excited that Bay County is open. We can have renters in those VRBOs over over on the beach. So how's all that going? I know you 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 and uh, Mayor Sheldon really worked hard for Bay County. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. You know, I'm super excited for the beach to uh, to be able to to open back for business. I, you know, as a lifelong resident here and intimately involved in the tourism industry, all the folks on the beach over the last 60 days and all the the trials and tribulations what everybody's been through. Really, the main focus I think for the beach businesses was look, let's save Memorial Day in June and July. That's the key. Those are our thrilled you know, to hear that. Thrilled. Yeah. The, the 50% of the bed tax comes out of June and July. So those are just critical pieces for the tourism economy. And um, I'm really glad Governor DeSantis read our plan, thought it was worthwhile and approved it and let us let us get back to exercising what we know how to do is rent rooms and entertain people and uh, play host to uh, you know to those folks who want to come visit the world's most beautiful beaches. Hey, hey Griff, uh, Don here. Hey, could you tell us a little bit about your plan and, and how that uh, how that came together? Sure. Yeah. So the plan actually started several weeks prior to the governor's decision. The the there were several big associations around Florida, but essentially the Vacation Rental Association of Florida had started devising a plan, and they I think they wanted to present that to the governor or his staff to say, look, we are we have a protocol. These are the plans that we're going to or the the protocol we're going to put in place to implement our plan to keep our 
our guests safe and our employees safe. And I believe when the lawsuits were filed by several people around the state regarding vacation rentals, the conversation just stopped. So there was no way to really present that plan to the governor until he was ready and willing and felt comfortable enough opening it up on his own when we presented the plan. Inside the plan, it talks about, you know, obviously the social distancing, um, but we talk about uh, clean station or hand cleaning stations in all common areas, spacing on pool decks, uh, elevator cleanliness, um, those types of things, guidelines that the CDC recommends on uh, types of uh, chemical applications to clean the, um, the surfaces, just little things like that to give uh, to give the industry really what a lot of them were ready to do. Anyhow, it was just codifying it, I guess, at the county and state level. To turn it you know, there was a, there was a point work. there, Griff, you know, with, to the casual observer. It was a real head scratcher. You know, uh, hotels were opening, but uh, vacation rentals weren't. And, yeah, it was so and, frustrating. Uh, you know, and just to me, being the layman, I don't know anything. I'm not a health expert or anything. But I think you would probably be a little safer in a vacation rental than you would in a, in a public hotel. Um, Absolutely. The uh, So I think a lot of the confusion, um, the governor, when he, I, and I, maybe it's the really, like you say, the rest of the world, Bay County in northwest Florida, the difference between a hotel and a condo or a vacation rental is zero. Um, they are all treated essentially the same. Every one of these condos that's been built on this beach, they're, they're called condo hotels. They rent just like hotels. Uh-huh. So the governor, I believe, and what I've been led to believe is that the hotels were left open more for interstate commerce. So the truckers could move around the state. Essential workers could move around the state. Uh, they don't put into account that we have 17,000 vacation rental slash hotels in Bay County. So now it kind of makes sense. They're yeah, all, that makes sense. They're all the same. Well, and, and I last night I was looking for you. I was at Christo's eating dinner, and oh, it was okay. excellent. But the whole world was out. Everybody's out, you know, and I've been on 30A. It's jam-packed, and the whole world the is, is crowded. Yeah, the world is back. Yeah. So and, and we've only had yeah. 92 COVID cases here. And I think our hospitals, you know, have everything under control. So it was time, Griff. It was time. I 100% agree. I, we did everything asked of us. Um, our, our citizens and locals here are a tough bunch that have been through hell and back over the last 19 months. Holy and God. so to, to kind of do a step back and lock her down for six weeks like we did, I think it proved the point that we've done very well. Uh, we're never going to wake up one day and this COVID crisis is gone or we're never going to wake up and say, oh, there's zero COVID testing. Or, I- I'm waiting for that day when we don't have to hear about it, to be honest with you. Me too. Because of the 90 or so cases that we have in Bay County, how many of, I know three personally who are healed. These folks yeah. have caught the virus, gone through the, the problems and are now back at work, normal citizens. So why are we still talking about patients one through 75? When life has gone on. Well, I think it's, I think the press just want to keep dragging it out and, you know, make our, make our economy suffer. And we, we want to get back to business. And the weather's fabulous here where we live. The most beautiful beaches. We've had the prettiest spring weather ever. It has been beautiful this year. So I know you're always interacting with the governor. I mean, he, he just is just such a leader for our state. How has that been? Because you've, you've been right there fighting for, for us, and our, our governor's constantly fighting for Florida. What can you tell me about that? He is, the governor is, um, he is very logical. Um, he's, he, he's really just to the point. 
Uh, he has really jumped on the press this week, which I love to see. Yeah, I saw that. Back was outstanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's. He, I think in the beginning of all this, he was getting pounded on around the country. You know, close the beaches, send everybody home, and all that. And he he was very methodical in his approach, and he's been very cautious in his reopening phases. He, I think, he, you know, there was recommendations to do things much faster. And he said, no, you know, we're going to do this very cautiously and we're going to do it um, exactly how I want to do it. And it's proven to be very successful. Uh, he, he went in the most vulnerable you know, populations of the state and started, you know, quarantining and testing those folks. And it's, it's shown to be a very, I think, a very good plan from the state level. We have great communication with, the, with Tallahassee. And, you know, we speak with Represent, Representative Trumbull and Senator Gaynor all the time. I mean, I, I talk to Representative Trumbull at least once or twice a week and Senator Gaynor as, as well. Those folks are That's doing great. A, a we have such effort. leadership here in Bay County. And we're talking to really our commissioner, Griff Griffith. He's given us an update on Bay County. And I, I think I think we're definitely open for business. It looks like it. Yeah, I, I have a, I got I got a quick question. I, I guess the the plan that you guys put forth to uh, balances, you know, um, what we want, which is normal lives, with uh, public health. You know, you do that dicey balancing act of uh, you know ensuring everybody's health while getting the economy back on its feet. Um, if there's a spike in COVID. Uh, cases. Is there a contingency plan to kind of ratchet that back again? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and we we obviously you, you said it. It is a balancing act, and we we always want to put public health over anything. And right now we're watching that very very closely. Yeah, uh, you, you know, may, Griff, if you look we, at like say uh, Georgia, I mean, it took a lot of heat, Georgia, uh, while you know Colorado was doing the same thing, and everybody ignored that um, <laughs> <laughs> because that's a blue state, I guess. I don't know. But uh, they took a lot of heat for it, and not uh, not not bad consequences at all. And you look at other countries, like say Sweden, they never did a lockdown. No, they just had social distancing. They were distancing still drinking beer at the cafes. They were still having fun, and and their 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 fatality rate was similar to ours. Well, yeah, I think you know um, the, this is a lot of the the fear has been driven by the press. They they like to create this narrative, um, and it it's really. I said this several weeks ago. I said if this proves to be a big nothing burger, the press is going to have to be held accountable at some level. Uh, they they love the drama. They love to create this fear and panic amongst the public. And they have. There's still a lot of people that are very scared. And if you're in an older population, if you're one of those vulnerable underlying health issues, you need to pay attention. But you don't need to live in fear. Living in fear is horrible. We need and, to, and we sadly, need to live our life. Sadly, some politicians have, uh, you know, never let a good crisis go to waste, have uh, have perpetuated yeah. that as well in, in other places. But I, I think Florida has proved, Bay County has proved, and, and uh, uh, you've proved that, you know, we can balance this out. We can protect our vulnerable without shutting everything, without punishing everyone, you know. That's right. You know, Florida has a huge amount of elderly folks that come down here to retire. Uh, the villages, you know, those types of communities, people from the north, they come down to warm weather. So we are a, we were a state that was vulnerable to begin with. And then you have the 50, 60,000 people that fled the hot zone of New York to get to our beautiful state. Mm-hmm. And we took care of those goofy guys as well. And uh, we've done pretty darn well considering what we faced over the last two months. I'm real proud of the guys I work with and our team and our 
health department and emergency management officials, Frankie Limer, chief of emergency services, those guys, they are on it like I've never seen. We were, you know, our EOC never really deactivated because of Hurricane Michael. So to kind of pivot and go into this emergency for a COVID-19 while still doing all the, the necessary paperwork with FEMA and the follow-ups and all that that's going to go on for probably a decade with Hurricane Michael, these guys went right pivot right into COVID-19 exercises. And so, doing a so job with. yes, you all have been leading the charge from the beginning. What's the best thing about being a Bay County commissioner? I know you love, I know you love it here. I love Bay County. I'm, you know, I'm fifth generation Bay County and I love this place more than anything. The water, the, the outdoor activities, the people. We're so blessed. Um, I wouldn't want to live anywhere else in the world. You know, when you grow up and people are like, oh, I just want to get away. I want to go live here. I want to live there. I never really felt that. I've always loved being here. When I was off at Florida State in school, I couldn't wait to get back <laughs> home to put my feet in the sand. Yeah. And so the best part about being a Bay County Commissioner is just being able to serve the people that I love around here. Um, I work with some outstanding guys. I have staff that I wouldn't trade for anything. Um, Bay County, the citizens of Bay County are very, very lucky to have the 600-plus employees that Bay County employs to uh, to take care of all the little things that they might not see that go on 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, no questions asked. And uh, they love what they do, too. So it's a privilege to serve the people. It really is. So when do you think we'll finally get to 100% capacity in, in restaurants and stores? What you are know, you hearing? That's a good question. I would like to think that um, he's been kind of slow-stepping on things now, like even like you know, they, I guess we're still in phase 1A or 1B right. or whatever he might, you know. So he's been kind of trickling little things out. And some of the staff at, up in Tallahassee that we work with says that's kind of what they think he's going to do is little things day by day. So it might be next week we go, hey, you know what, we had a successful Memorial Day. Most folks paid attention, followed the rules, listened to what we're asking of them. So let's bump it up to 75 or um you know, hey, let's get let's open the bars back up. Um, look, you know, let's open the tattoo parlors up. The little things that that I think are still being closed down. I still think we're going to have to practice some uh, some distancing. I think he'll probably allow some outside seating to continue to try to encourage people just to, uh, you know, a, a table between tables or something. Well, that was like Christos that. last night. They had that pop up tent, and all the tables were spaced. And can't blame them. So, blame and, and them. the know, food was still fabulous. <laughs> so it was great. To be out. Yeah, the food at Christo's is it's one of my favorite places in Bay County. I eat there at least once a week. Uh, the wings, they've got fish on the menu, which they only serve fresh. It's the best fried grouper sandwich, I think, in town. Veronica, are um, you a silent so, owner in Christo's or no, something? No, but it was good. Family. I had the trigger fish because they don't always have the trigger oh, fish. Oh, you do. You the, the And it had a blackened, and it was just fabulous. Hey, Commissioner, I have a yeah. question. Uh, what's your thoughts on... Uh, President Trump's announcement that houses of worship are essential. Um, you know, there's, there's been kind of a contradiction in, in a lot of uh, places around the country where, um, you know, liquor stores are essential, abortion clinics are essential, yeah. but houses of worship somehow are not. And somehow, I think that's kind of written into our Constitution, kind of the freedom of religion thing. So I'm not going to jump off into trying to tell those folks when or where they can or can't practice their, uh, their religious freedoms. Um, I think most I think most responsible adults like ourselves know that if we want to go to a house of worship and our uh, church family is going to be up in there, most of those folks that 
you all love and respect and worship with. You're all going to practice those guidelines that have been set forth, and you're not going to hug and kiss and shake hands. You're going to step back and bump elbows and say, oh, God, I've missed you, and let's get back to doing what we love to do. So I think it was uh, – I'm glad to see you made the statement. I, I think it was long past people sh- should have been able to practice that long ago. Well, thank you, Commissioner. Uh, we're so excited Bay County's open, and you're you're part of the family thank here you. on the Brian Rush Show. Yeah, I know. It's a little different. I, like you say, you said Brian's off at the spa day. Um, <laughs> let, let's uh, let's hope he's uh, getting the full, you know, the full body workup. Oh, there. he's getting an extreme makeover. <laughs> yeah. Well, extreme thanks, makeover. Commissioner. We appreciate you joining us this morning. Thank you. You guys have a great weekend. Thanks, okay, see you out on the water. Happy Memorial Day. All right. Bye-bye. It feels good. You know, being able to see your smiling faces again at Granny Cantrell. They're now open 6 a.m. to 8.30 p.m. for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Come on in and grab a seat, or you can still take your favorite lunch or dinner to go, just like you've been. It's so good. It brings you to a sweeter time, a simpler time. Come on in to Granny Cantrell's and have a meal and a smile, just like we used to. If you're in a hurry, pull on up to the front for lunch or dinner, like you've been doing, and we'll bring it right out to the car, piping hot for you. We love seeing your smiling faces, and we can do it again now at Granny Cantrell's. Now open again for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, 6 a.m. to 8.30 p.m. We'll see you soon. Granny Cantrell's in the Coronado Plaza on 23rd Street. Now open 6 a.m. to 8.30 p.m. daily for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Curbside to go available for lunch and dinner every day. Honest to goodness, down home, Southern American cooking. Your very own whistle stop cafe. Pancare Health is providing COVID-19 testing in Northwest Florida. If you are exhibiting symptoms of COVID-19, contact our response line at 850-215-4181. Our response line is open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. To receive an appointment for testing, you must contact our Pancare Health response line first at 850-215-4181. Pancare Health, here for our communities when it's needed the most. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit beefy, or even with type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Affordable term life insurance is out there. Call term provider and speak with Big Lou at 800-481-1458. 800-481-1458 or visit BigLou.com. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. And now, a page from the Diary of Flo. Dear Diary, the ghost is back. This house is protected through Progressive, but that doesn't mean it's not haunted. How else would you explain that radiator-like clanking sound? Or the moon-colored light in the hallway that's gone by morning? Maybe he never bundled home an auto, and he's doomed to suffer an eternity without the savings. Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home an auto through Progressive. <gasps> what was that wind-like sound? Oh, right. The wind. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Brian Rust and political correctness have never really gotten along very well. If you have a complaint, fill out a post-it note and throw it away. Because there's a darn good chance he just doesn't care if your feelings are hurt. The Brian Rust Show is back on News Talk 101. Welcome back. We're so excited, and we have a caller. So, 
our producer. Hey, good morning. Here with Don and Veronica. On the Brian Russ Show. Hi, my name's Randall. Uh, I was heard on the show just a few minutes ago that Trump couldn't override the governors. And I was wondering, isn't that what executive orders are for? Uh, no, actually, uh, he's in control of the federal government, of the uh, executive branch of the federal government. Now, he can um, he can ask the Department of Justice to uh, take up a case against governors, but, you know, it's just unconstitutional. A, uh, you know, unless it's like wartime, and I'm not a lawyer, uh, <laughs> however, I do play one on the radio, um, you know, he, he can't. He can't. He really has no control over governors. You know, so if he wants them to change their behaviors, he's going to have to have the Justice Department file suit against them, or uh, or, or a judge is, is going to be the one to tell a governor, uh, no, you can't close uh, houses of worship. So, you know, I, I love our president, and uh, however, you know, he shoots from the hip sometimes, and uh, he says, hey, yeah. you know, I'm going to I'm going to make you do this, but. Uh, constitutionally, he doesn't have the power to do that. However, he's got the bully pulpit. So, uh, <laughs> so Randall, is your church open here in town? Excuse me? Is your church open here in town? Uh, I, I don't live in Panama City. I was just driving down the road oh, toward that. And okay. I said, you know, I want to call in. And uh, But, yes, my church of worship is open. Oh, oh good, good. And, and I guess you're practicing uh, social distancing and all those measures? everything that makes it safe as far as I know yeah. there's something that makes it unsafe let me know I'll change it yeah and you know we're we're lucky here in Florida I don't know if you're from Florida or not but there are some yes, other I am I've lived here all my life very good um, I've been here I 23 live in Port years oh we love Port St. Joe uh, yeah I love it out there too it's a great little town I'm a tax and toll refugee from New York <laughs> and uh, they've closed oh, them up yeah. there um, and uh, it, it's wrong. New York, but, New but COVID, it's an evolving science because what did they say in the last day? That now they don't think it lives as long on surfaces. And before we were all scared to death that it was living for 14 days. Yeah. So it's definitely yeah, evolving. I heard the same thing. I had been, uh, I had heard some, I mean, I had been in a place of business and a guy told his friend to uh, not put his elbows or arms on the counter because of the surface contact. Right. And then I heard the very next day that uh, it doesn't stay as long on surfaces. Ra Randall, I just took my elbows off the table here <laughs> when you said that. <laughs> that freaked me out. Yeah, you know? I always got to put my elbows on the table to eat. I know. It's <laughs> tough not to do sometimes. Well, I am happy, yeah. though, that, I mean, Trump, Trump's messaging, we need to open the churches. And long as they're following all the guidelines, let's open the churches. We need God in our life. And yeah. I don't want to be on the sofa anymore. Hey, Randall, thank you. I appreciate y'all taking my call. Oh, you bet. Thanks for okay. calling, and uh, be safe driving out there. Okay. Well, that was Randall from Port St. Joe, you know. And uh, he's going to church. And people are people are curious, like, hey, how come the president can't just do that, you know? Well, it just seems like a lot of our rights have been violated lately. Well, and, and people have just, they're in their house, and some people don't say anything about it. Yeah, and I see a lot of stuff. People are like, hey, if you're afraid of getting sick, go ahead and wear a mask. But if I'm not afraid of getting sick, why should I have to uh, wear well, a mask? Well, and, and we've got Congressman Dunn coming up, and I'm going to ask him. He actually wrote that letter to Mr. Tesla. Elon Musk saying, uh -huh. come on over to Florida because California was trying to, sh you know, shut down his business and he wanted to get back up and up and rolling. So 
Yeah. So I can't wait to talk to Congressman Dunn about that yeah, in the he, next he's, hour. He's a great guy. I, I enjoy uh, talking with him on a few occasions. I've had the opportunity. But, uh, you know, where, where what... I, I hear, I see all this stuff on social media. All right, some people are like, oh, those idiots aren't aren't wearing masks in New York City. Joggers are being harassed for not wearing masks. People well, are I yelling. Think you get fined. They're yelling from fifty feet away. Where's your mask? And he's like, I'm not around anybody. I'm just running through the park. You know. Well, if you have one of those conditions that you know so you're in that other mask. category, wear your mask. Now, here's here's another thing we need to think about. Your right to punch ends at the tip of my nose, right? So. If if you're not wearing a mask, are you are you punching me in the nose or not? I don't know. Well, I I, I just had a doctor's appointment this week, and they took my temperature. They asked me if I'd been in a foreign country lately, and mm-hmm. I you know my sofa. But there are definitely new procedures now. There is. I went to my eye doctor, and uh, they tell us you got to wear a mask when you go into the eye center. Doctor Jeff Pine, wonderful guy. Put a little plug in for the doc. But uh, so I go in and I'm wearing a mask and all the patients are wearing masks. They're all socially distanced. They took our temperature at the door. They had to uh, fill out a little. Sign your life away now. Little questionnaire and all that stuff. And um, uh, and uh, we go in and and, uh, the doctor's not wearing a mask. (laughs) None of the people working there were. Everybody was. All the faces were. So, you know, your face gets all sweaty and stuff. I was going to say, it's it's actually really hot, so I have to have a fan. When you're dealing with the public, though, you can't be too careful. No. But, you know, I I think the people that should be wearing masks are the the vulnerable, people who are working with the public or whatever. You have a place of business. You have every right to tell people, no shirt, no shoes, no service. No and mask. Wear mask. No mask. You don't get an eye exam. You know. Well, I mean, and, and I've eaten so, out several times yeah. this week because I've missed my restaurants. And I will say, all the workers have had masks on and gloves. You're a real so, foodie, aren't you? So I told the the one waiter, I was like, "Oh, so you're actually you're a doctor because it's what he looked like serving us our steak." <laughs> oh, so, God. Well, you miss it. Yeah. You miss it. So. Yeah, I suppose you do. But uh, there are some real. Um, constitutional questions, freedom questions. Americans are, are fiercely independent. You know, don't get between them and their and their uh, Bill of Rights. Don't be get uh, between them and their individual rights, you know, to say, to worship, to own a gun, or to walk around without a mask. Now, I think that's a legitimate question and argument to have. Should you be mandated to wear a mask? I think when you go into a business, I think the business owner has a right to say, hey, I'm not going to serve you if you're not wearing. Well, I've seen that. My daughter started working on 30A and uh, there was a store and it had a sign. Do not come in unless you are wearing a mask. Yeah. Well, and that keeps everyone safe. Yeah, and it looks to some people out there, they should be wearing masks anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell if you're smiling. We're not wearing masks no, no, on the Brian show here. Living, we are living on the edge here, um, you know. But I, I got to tell you, this whole thing has taken on a new, uh, we talked about the politicians that are totally into the, this uh, enforcement. Out right. in Ohio, they have undercover agents going to businesses and diamond people out. Yeah, you know, it's I mean, ridiculous it, it, on the back on the backs of working class people that are just trying to get their lives back in order. Yeah. These agents, they're they're part of uh, the Ohio investigative unit, which is made up of plainclothes peace officers responsible for enforcing Ohio's alcohol, tobacco and food stamp fraud laws. They're now out enforcing uh, uh, not criminal activity, but making sure you're following the state's health orders. So 
Is that creepy to you? That's creepy. Uh, I mean, is that... But, but we'll, we will, uh, we'll talk to Congressman Dunn. Yeah. Next we'll, hour. we'll see if he thinks it's creepy. I think it's creepy. You know, to have a little uh, plainclothes Gestapo. W-I-O-O Springfield. This is News Talk at 101. News Talk at 101. Panama City's information station. Breaking news this hour at townhall.com. I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. President Trump has deemed churches and other houses of worship essential, and he says he wants to see them opened over the weekend. Here's White House correspondent Greg Cluxton. The president said it's wrong for governors to identify liquor stores and abortion clinics as essential services, but not churches. So I'm correcting this injustice and calling houses of worship essential. In a White House announcement, he threatened to override any governor who disagrees. The president said houses of worship hold our society together and millions of Americans embrace worship as an essential part of life. In America, we need more prayer, not less. Greg Clugston, Washington. Military analyst retired Lieutenant Colonel Robert McGinnis told the Salem Radio Network this week that the Coronavirus pandemic provides new evidence of what he calls an emerging Cold War between the U.S. and China. McGinnis says China's turned the pandemic into something of a propaganda battle already. Not only is it economically in terms of cyber and militarily, uh, but ideologically it's uh, coalescing uh, friends much as we saw under the Soviet Union. McGinnis says while Europe is rethinking its relationship with China because of COVID-19, other countries are being drawn closer to Beijing. For example, the Philippines has announced its intent to terminate its visiting forces agreement with the United States. Hertz now filing for bankruptcy protection, all because of the results of COVID-19. With travel effectively shut down in mid-March, Hertz and its dollar and thrifty subsidiaries all saw revenues dry up. In late March, Hertz cut 12,000 employees and put another 4,000 on furlough while cutting vehicle acquisitions by 90% and freezing all non-essential spending. Hertz joins a list of companies pushed into bankruptcy during the pandemic that includes J.C. Penney, Neiman Marcus, and J. Crew. I'm Mike Gracia. More on these stories at townhome.com. We're about to hear a commercial for a very unique mortgage team that has a very specific advantage that could save your family monthly and lifelong money. Two things you should know. One, we were started by a dad and his son and his wife and his sister-in-law. And we've grown to be a faith-focused mortgage team that's helping families across the U.S. We're faith and family at our core and we don't hide it. Two, we've still stayed fairly small on purpose. We're only about a couple dozen people, a makeup that we believe lets us truly know every person that calls. But we also have a big advantage. Our company is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls, a reality that often allows us to get you a better rate, which could save you monthly and lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage at unitedfaithmortgage.com. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Noble Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, Mississippi, Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. America is observing the Memorial Day weekend, even in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic. But as Jackie Quinn reports, federal health officials 
are still urging caution when people get out and about for various gatherings. Even as states continue to ease back virus restrictions, celebrations are going to look different. Many states are still banning large gatherings. At California's Huntington Beach... You can't lay out on the beach. You have to be engaged in walking, running, swimming, surfing, anything where you're moving. But Dr. Deborah Burks with the White House Coronavirus Task Force says families should get outdoors to enjoy activities. You can play golf. You can play tennis with Mark Balls. You can go to the beaches if you stay six feet apart. Using a face mask. Some public health officials worry that holiday gatherings could cause outbreaks to come roaring back. I'm Jackie Quinn. Breaking news and analysis at townhall.com. The Chicago Cubs and Pittsburgh Pirates are trimming payroll while they await word on the fate of Major League Baseball and its season over the summer. Correspondent Jeremy House has more. The Cubs are instituting pay cuts because of the coronavirus crisis, but there will be no furloughs through the end of June. The Pirates have announced they are instituting furloughs for several employees and business operations beginning June 1st. The Cubs' pay cuts were based on compensation. President of Baseball Operations Theo Epstein and President of Business Operations Crane Kenny took the highest reductions. Jeremy House reporting. The Transportation Security Administration is changing procedures at airport checkpoints. By mid-June, they will no longer have screening uh, screeners, I should say, touch boarding passes as people pass through security. Passengers will instead put their pass on the electronic reader themselves and hold it up for the screener to inspect more closely. You'll find more of these stories at townhall.com. From Washington, I'm Bob Agnew. This radio program is equipped with many safety features, including a volume knob for your convenience. To operate the volume knob, grasp it firmly between thumb and index finger, and turn smoothly but sharply to the right. Now, Broadcasting from the shores of the world's most beautiful beaches. This is the most talked about radio show in Bay County. The biggest guest, the most talk, The Brian Russ Show on News Talk at 101. Now, here's Brian Russ. Welcome back to the Brian Rust Show. This is Don and Veronica sitting in for Brian Rust. Uh, I was babbling my way out of uh, uh, the last uh, segment, I guess. The music came in. I kept talking. I talked about <laughs> 10 minutes straight. Until you I do realized, that, don't you? Yeah, I know. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And, and then and then now our uh, Kramer, our board operator, is helping us out today. He's been awesome. He yelled, fire in the hole. And we, we both, like, took cover. <laughs> Unreal. As, as Air Force veterans. But we also have right now an Army veteran Congress. Dr. Neil Dunn, and he probably understands fire in the hole. Welcome, sir. Thank you so very much. I do understand fire in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would. Go Army. Uh, well, it's just so excited to have you back on the show. You're, you've become a regular. And um, I think the one of the things I really wanted to talk to you about is your awesome letter to uh, Mr. Elon, Elon Musk and Tesla. Yeah. And trying to get him to bring his Tesla awesome vehicles over here. So I wanted you to talk about that. What inspired you to do that? That was awesome. So a couple of things. Obviously, he was being treated poorly by California. Yes, he was. But also, we have up in uh, Jackson County a site that we've been preparing for years to put a car manufacturing plant in. And it really has all the infrastructure, you know, and all the local colleges and universities are geared up to, uh, you know, 
chart out the workforce they need. This is a source of potentially 5,000 jobs in a major automobile manufacturing plant. We've been trying to lure a variety of uh, companies there. I'd love to have Tesla in, in state. I was actually going to go meet with Elon Musk this Wednesday, oh, and now it looks wow. like they're going to call us back to Washington instead, okay. unfortunately. That was awful. So, um, uh, well, but, you just reschedule. It's a logical place to do it because of the tax environment, the sure. workforce. I mean, think of the margin improvement uh, rather than paying California taxes. And we're yeah. friendly here. And I loved how in your letter you wrote, come on down, the weather's fine. So, you know. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> that gets ex- that one. I like that. Oh, I love it. Love it. Yeah, so- what, 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 hey, hey, Don Arias here. Doc, how are you today? Hey, Don. Good to talk to you again. Uh, good to talk with you, too. What, what's his been response so far? You were supposed to meet with him. You don't have to betray a confidence or anything, but tell us what he really said. <laughs> well, I was supposed to meet with him because mm-hmm. Wednesday is the scheduled launch of the first United States manned oh, rocket yeah. ship going to the International Space Station in over a dozen years. That's wow. amazing. And uh, so uh, we were going down for the launch. Mm. Oh, great. And you're on one of the space committees. So, tell, tell, I mean, is this part of your job, yeah. right, to meet with an Elon Musk and watch this launch? Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and go to space launches. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So, so he seemed uh, so, uh, he seemed open to uh, a move, or he's considering a move, or no, he just don't know. I, yet. I, I wouldn't say that honestly. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's a there's a lot of inertia to moving a, sure. a huge company like that. Um, but you know, he clearly is the kind of guy who will overcome inertia. I mean, he makes big decisions and he sticks behind his decisions. So, uh, you know, he's a, he's a remarkable. Uh, person in a lot of ways. Yeah. I'm a so, fan. so tell us about um, the HR sixty eight hundred, that eighteen hundred page bill. I saw your video on Facebook talking about it. It looked like it was some sort of workout brick that you could lift. It was so big, eighteen hundred pages. Was, yeah, and that was that was printed uh, especially small font and on both sides of the oh uh, the page. You know, which is not how we typically do our bills. Yeah, it's it, that, this was uh, that bill had so little to do with the actual you know fallout from the pandemic. It was mostly just uh, a wish list, a long term wish list for uh, Speaker Pelosi. All the things she'd been trying to do with unions. And, and hours and unemployment, but extend the unemployment bonus, you know, that 600 a week bonus that she got for uh, through July. She wanted to put another six months of that on. I mean, it, 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 it was guarantee a recession, a, a deep recession as we are in, for another year. Uh, 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 Dr. Dunn, uh, and I voted against it. And we are glad you did. Do you think it was actually a serious proposal, or do you think it was just a political move so they can say, hey, uh, Republicans don't care? This is a messaging bill. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. But it was a, somebody put a lot of work into it, 1,800 pages. I mean, that's a, for a messaging bill, that's a lot of work. Yeah. yeah well, and did Nancy Pelosi actually read it? That's my question. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I know I, you also talk about the H.R. 965 that authorizes um, people. Can you explain that bill? Less, less yeah. people to yeah, pass the bill. Explain actually, that. That one's kind of confusing. That's important. Well, I'm, I'm glad you asked me that because that is the far more insidious, far more dangerous of the two bills was 965. And what it, what it, uh, changes the rules of how we operate in the House of Representatives. And to do that, 
We do not need Senate approval or the president's approval. That's something that a mere majority of members of the House can do and did a week ago uh, yesterday. Uh, so Pelosi's staff pushed through a, uh, a rule change that allows voting by proxy and actually quorum counts, quorum counts by proxy. So she can gather each uh, one person can take 10 proxy votes. So she only has to get uh, two, any one of her friends and uh, her 10 votes into a room and she can conduct all the business that happens in the House, subcommittees, committees, quorum calls, markups, passing bills through the House of Representatives, and she never has to leave her office. She can do it by herself with 21 of her lieutenants and never has to even call the Republicans. Dr. Donna, it it says a lot about her, but uh, I think it probably says even more to people who would delegate their congressional power to someone else like that. Right. I agree with you, Don, and, and I will tell you that uh, the, the Republican conference has all agreed that we will not vote remotely. We will not vote by proxy. Uh, right. We will go to Washington and vote. I mean, does someone and, have and to do so their thinking? That's why I'm going to miss the space launch on Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> well, there'll be another one. And you can there'll see it on TV. One. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I have to say, every Sunday I, I have a lot of pleasure when my email box gets the done dispatch, and you're always... it's says all the things that you've been doing in all of these counties and i i have to say it's been really sweet how you've been um highlighting people graduating in 2020 during these covid times so and you've been out to some schools it's just You're really so kind. Nice. i actually went to a graduation ceremony uh, this week up in uh, washington county and uh, it was a, i hope you'll see that one because it was a really moving ceremony it was for a special education school uh the and, and these are kids who mostly been in that school for 15, 20 years, and they find jobs for them, and they, they train them in certain skill sets. So a very, very special, very moving graduation uh, uh, ceremony for them. Uh, uh, I do want to, one more thing on the House in yes, 965, the bill there, the proxy voting bill. It's probably unconstitutional okay. because it, it allows for quorum calls uh, by proxy, and and in the Constitution, it, it speaks to us having a quorum to vote. It does not say quorum by by proxy. So we're going to we're going to take that to the Supreme Court as quickly as we can, and we'll, we will find out if we can undo at least that portion of the rule change. I mean, you can play out so many uh, nightmare scenarios in your head if that were to come into effect. I mean, people would just be. Yes. Uh, I mean, you'd have someone else do your thinking for you. Uh, you would just kind of delegate exactly. your vote to whomever, and you don't even have to show up. Uh, and I mean, that's not, we, we elect you to go represent us in person. So I, I'm with you on this is ridiculous. I agree. Yeah. This, this is a very, very dangerous uh, thing to have done. It's, uh, it's, uh, I think it undercuts the, the right. I think it ends the republic as we know it. You know, yeah. We no longer have a bicameral legislature. There's the Senate and Nancy Pelosi. Wow, that's just amazing to me. So, you know, I I think, and and just being a casual observer, um, you know, the pendulum tends to swing the other way sometimes. Uh, And and I don't think I'm ever really uh, uh, surprised. Let's hope it's November. Yeah, let's hope so. Please. But I'm never really surprised at at the naked power grabs. And this thing is just uh, off the charts crazy from where I sit. Nobody's ever ever seen. We have not seen. And this is the biggest thing to happen to the Constitution since the South seceded in 1860. It's that big. 
Well, and and I, and we read about it on your Facebook page, which is excellent. But nobody else is. No one's covering it. Covering it. This is important stuff. The media. Well, I mean, we current company accepted. The media has been quite silent on this, and uh, and it's very it's puzzling and it's painful for for us. Uh, but so do you? So I'm so glad for you having me on. Yes, thank you, sir. And then I, I saw, too, that you met with our new um, Panama City Beach mayor, Mayor Sheldon. So you're building new relationships. Mayor. Yes, I think so. I think I, so. Yeah, yeah. I, I was very thoroughly uh, impressed and pleased with him. Uh, he's anxious to move forward on a lot of fronts, and he knows he's got, you know, he chose a tough time to become mayor of a, of a a city that really depends heavily on hospitality and restaurants. And uh, so, he, you know, he's got a... A lot of work cut out for them, and I'll help it in every way I can. Well, what what else can you tell us about D.C. that you're working hard for us? So it's actually, and, and I've spent, as you know, an inordinate amount of time, more time than I normally get to spend here in the district. And I want to tell you that I think that there's some outstanding things going on out there. I met with a lot of different businessmen. I, I did what they call run the ridge. I know, Don, you're familiar with that term. <laughs> so the, the counties to the north of us, the, you know, Liberty Calhoun, Jackson, all those uh, homes and whatnot. And met with a lot of uh, people who were employers up there, and they had a, a, a very, very consistent message that we don't want any more free money. We want our employees to come back and open up our shops and get to work. That's Excellent. what they wanted. And and uh, the other thing they asked for is some protection from liability. So we have grocery stores that are getting sued because people are claiming they caught a virus in the grocery okay. store, or they're suing because the grocery store told them they had to wear a mask, and they didn't want to wear a mask. Wow. So, uh, you know, we have the the, the uh, personal injury tort bar out there in force. Over a 1,000 of these suits have been filed so far, some of them very large class action suits, like against Walmart and uh, Home Depot. And, uh, you know, just we've got to provide some some liability protection. Again, that's a very difficult thing in Washington because the policy won't do that without extracting a huge price for something else. Well, I'm I'm thrilled that you're up there fighting for us. Do you have any do you have any inside stories you want to share with Don and I? <laughs> I was listening earlier. Yes, sir. Listened, earlier this morning, you were talking about the masks. And, you know, largely masks have become almost symbolic. And you know, I wear a mask to tell you that I'm, I'm behaving responsibly. I want you to behave responsibly, too. But yesterday, literally just yesterday, I went to a... Um, a uh, a company up in Washington County, West Point is the name of it, just like the West Point Academy. West Point, they make textiles, one of the last textile makers in America. They are manufacturing a mask that actually kills the virus. It sterilizes itself. It not just coronavirus, but a number of bacteria and other viruses as well. They've impregnated, they've got a polyester fiber that they've impregnated with silver so it doesn't wash off. It can be washed hundreds and hundreds of times. And it, and it actually kills the virus. So this, this is going to become very, very popular item. Wow, <laughs> I'll somebody, say. somebody in Washington County is going to make a lot of money. <laughs> but it, they're also making hospital linen. So sheets and pillowcases for hospital beds out of the same stuff, doctor's coats, surgical scrubs. This is a brilliant And that's exciting. It's in our district. Kind of entrepreneurship. In your district. That's yeah. amazing. What's the best thing about being a congressman? The people you meet. Unbelievable, outstanding, heroic 
people often, you know, just the things done things that are just, you know, they just almost incomprehensibly great things they do. Now you meet some, you meet some knuckleheads too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Congressman Dunn, we adore you, and you are a regular on the Brian Rush Show, and and thanks for fighting the fight up there with Nancy Pelosi and AOC and and representing us. Uh, it's a believe me, it's my honor. It's always good to talk to you, Don. I don't get a chance to see you much, uh, <laughs> so it's a real pleasure to have you in uh, as a golf today. Thanks yeah, so much. good talking with you, uh, Representative Dunn. And bye, uh, sir. Go Army. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Go no. Army. I like her. No, go Navy. Beat Army. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my God, Don. We had such a good interview, going. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, sir, for joining Thank us. Thank you so much. Enjoy bye. your weekend, sir. Always my pleasure. On the bar, that senorita is shaking more than just her hips. Sipping on a margarita. Pepper's Mexican Grill and Cantina is now offering delivery. That's right. Pepper's delicious, authentic Mexican food delivered right to your front door. During this time, Pepper's is also offering to-go orders with curbside delivery, so you don't even have to get out of your car. Call Pepper's Mexican Grill and Cantina at 785-2227 for your delivery or to-go orders. Hold on to your salsa and your chips. During this COVID-19 crisis, everyone is experiencing raised stress levels. Business is disrupted and consumers are scared. The result can create tense situations. The Better Business Bureau encourages everyone to treat each other with grace, respect, and empathy. We need to work together. When life begins to normalize, people will remember how they were treated during this time. If businesses and consumers treat each other fairly, these relationships will last far beyond this crisis. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit beefy, or even with type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Affordable term life insurance is out there. Call term provider and speak with Big Lou at 800-481-1458. 800-481-1458 or visit BigLou.com. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. And now, a page from the Diary of Flo. Dear Diary, the ghost is back. This house is protected through Progressive, but that doesn't mean it's not haunted. How else would you explain that radiator-like clanking sound? Or the moon-colored light in the hallway that's gone by morning? Maybe he never bundled home an auto, and he's doomed to suffer an eternity without the savings. Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home an auto through Progressive. <gasps> what was that wind-like sound? Oh, right. The wind. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. They say trigger control is essential, but that rule seems to not apply to The Brian Rush Show. Triggering the crazy left is his specialty. The Brian Rush Show, a news talk at 101, is back. We're back. We're Ver- back. Verona Dawn. Verona Dawn <laughs> is back. Say it. On the prowl. <laughs> triggering. Uh, we're triggering. We're triggered. Hey. That's just a crazy term. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's a great Triggered. What is that? That's like a legitimate psychological term or political term. I don't I mean, know. I, I, I was telling you, I triggered. Trigger yeah. fish. Well, we were, we, triggered, well <laughs> we were talking about masks before, and people get yeah. triggered if you're not wearing a mask in some parts of the country. But not necessarily down here in God's no, country. No. I will say in God's country, half the people are probably wearing now, masks. Now, you know my wife, the lovely and vivacious Karen. I know. I want her to call in. And she's um, <laughs> she's like a germaphobe, you know. Yes. She's been she's been purelling up my kids since they were born, you know. So this is nothing new. I like that tactic. Yeah. So I, I'm, 
I go to Lowe's the other day. Wear your mask. Make sure to take a mask. Wear your mask. All right, all right, I'll wear a mask. So I go to uh, Lowe's and I'm out in the garden department, which is kind of outdoors anyway, right? And I look around and it's just like just me and old people wearing masks. Are you, <laughs> you know? old, Don? Yeah, evidently I am because everyone. Was... But do you have cool masks? Uh, actually, I've ordered a bunch off eBay. I have a, a cool and then mask my friend now. Made me a really cool one. And Karen's got some designer masks. I had the old trusty N95, which. You know, I used to mow the lawn. Oh, I used to buy them at Home Depot. I keep them on my workbench in a garage, and I mow the lawn because well, of my, you know, allergies and stuff. Yeah. You know? Oh my goodness! Oh yeah. Like like wearing your chem warfare. Yeah, <laughs> your face sweats. And, and, and if all you've that. ever been military and you've had to don that thing, it is awful. <laughs> your mop four. So, so mop four sweating, <laughs> and then if you yeah. have your BCG glass, the birth control glasses in oh, the yeah. mask. Oh my goodness! Chick magnet. What what we've been through. Oh, my back in yeah. the day. But, uh, you know, but back to the mask thing, you know, it's almost a political statement now if you wear a mask or not. So so now I'm wearing um, uh, on this well, line. I'm wearing it in Publix because the whole world's in Publix. Yeah. So I want to be healthy. Yeah, of course. And, and uh, I wear it intermittently now because I feel like an idiot. I'm like the only guy sometimes. So um, I'm standing in line in, in Lowe's and I'm like, there's only like one or two other people in line wearing masks. It's warm out. My face is sweating. And there's a problem at the register. I mean, that guy, okay, we need a treat. We have to, like, take the mask off just to get some air Uh, in there. That's what I had to do yesterday at the doctor's office. I just ripped it off my face. I was just like, I can't take it anymore. And people online are looking at me. I'm like, trying to stay safe. My daughter bought a really cute mask, and it says, um, I'm really smiling behind the mask on the front. So I thought that was really cute. But the whole mask thing and and, uh, the social distancing, I kind of understand all of that. Uh, deep down, I kind of think as a nation, we might have overcompensated well, I, I or over-responded like to this, this thing. This is, might be a political play, too, uh, honestly. Hey, the listen, whole I'm thing. not a conspiracy Because I think guy, after but. the election, when Trump takes it again, that we probably won't hear about COVID anymore. Betcha. Well, some people are right. Well, I do love all the hand-washing. I was yeah. already a hand-washer and, yeah. you know. Yeah, but we were talking about earlier out in Ohio where they had this investigative unit, you know. Yeah, undercover agents so are ridiculous. enforcing these health rules so at restaurants ridiculous. and bars. And I mean, they're undercover. I mean, how creepy well, is that? Well, what about the 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 hairdresser um, from Dallas? What she went through going to jail? These are real people. And yeah. you know, so Texas sometimes I feel is teetering that it's maybe not always going to be a red state. I know uh, we've had uh-huh. Alan West on the show, and he's fighting to to lead Texas. Yeah, Austin is not Texas. You know. That, well, that's true. Yeah, Austin that's is true. not Texas, I, although they want to think it may be, but it's not. You know, um, I lost the thought. But I, well, you you're know, talking about masks, yeah, and, masks uh, and, and the Gestapo and, that's uh, coming after and, you. And, you know, Pelosi was was talking about these social distancing things. And he goes, well, it may be inconvenient, but we've got to do this. I'm, like, I'm paraphrasing, but she did say inconvenient. And it's like, this isn't an inconvenience. This is life and death for some people. I mean, people well, who in New York own City, uh, for, for New businesses, York City. people are losing their shirts. They're losing their businesses. A lot of these businesses aren't even going to come back. And she calls it an inconvenience because she's like one of the moneyed elites in this country. It's inconvenient for her, maybe, but it's it's life and death for people who own businesses, well, for small and, business and, owners. And and there's been there's been things that think about Governor Cuomo. He's totally screwed I'd rather up. Not, if it's <laughs> up okay. there. With the with the homes, when he put all of those COVID people back in those old folks' homes, uh, you know, and it, like Janice, um, the nursing homes, lady from Janice Dean from yes, Fox. Did you see that story? Her, Her in-laws died. Died. 
died in the nursing home. He made it mandatory that if you're a COVID patient, you have to go back to your nursing home and infect everyone else. And, of course, I mean, his brother Fredo uh, chuckles Cuomo. Well, yeah, he's is, real good looking. Is, is, I, I, eh, he's, real good he's an acquired oh taste, God. I suppose. You know? <laughs> well, like, we got a comment from the even, board. Even, even, even Kramer's starting to retch. You know? His yeah. great teeth. Yeah, he works. Yeah, he works out, I guess, you know. But, you know, to him, it's a big joke. He's got that big nasal swab on TV, teasing his brother, the governor, uh, uh, Andrew Nipple Ring uh, Como. Oh, that and, one I can't see. Yeah, don't even, I know. But but, he, uh, but he's killed people. He's I think he's killed people. And they're yucking it up. They're yucking it up about, hey, hey, you know, you used a big swab like this. And he had here this, in Florida, they definitely went into lockdown. He went from newsman to prop comic. And they're ridiculous. The Cuomo brothers are an embarrassment to New York. And, well, and you know, it, it, it's and sad. And CNN, Communist News Network, has to carry that press conference. I'm, I'm over it. I don't want to see that man yeah, anymore. Yeah. You know, and, he, and now he's trying Now he's trying to bring, uh, blame the federal government. And, oh, we did. We, we followed their CDC guidelines. Dude, you, know, you can't think for yourself. You're the governor of a state, of a great state. A once great state. I don't know what's going on there now, but what's going to wind up in New York is you're going to have the money deletes, and then you're going to have the people who are on, who are on the, the the dole, you know. And and the middle class is fleeing New York. You know, I'm a native New Yorker, and you get a good city job, you work twenty thirty well, years, and, and you now, move to Florida. Trump, That's what it, Trump it's now's the, a Floridian. He he yeah. got it. He got it. Totally There's such it. a great state here. No no state income yeah, tax. Yeah, no state income tax, concealed carry, death uh, penalty. That's a trifecta carry. for me. Are you kidding? Exactly. I got mine in December. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love that thing. Uh, I mean... And in a place like New York, that could be so great. And there's some wonderful people well, up there. I love New York there. City, so I do hope it rebounds. Well, you know. outside of New York City, New York State is a beautiful state. It has a lot to offer. But, you know, you go to some of these once great towns, and they're deserted. And anybody who's worth anything is leaving. You know, once you get to a certain income level, you know, you go to New Jersey or Florida, and New Jersey's no bargain either. Well, it's when my son worked up there, he paid federal tax state tax of New York, and then New York City tax. Oh, yeah. So how many times are we going to tax you? Well, we need callers to call in, too. So 233-9988, tell, tell us what you think about yeah. the masks. And- 233-9988, 233-9988 is Donna Veronica <laughs> talking about masks. Do you wear one? Should you wear one? I mean. What kind do you have? What kind do you I have? Ha- I have a camouflage <laughs> one, and yeah. I love it. That's my military. I have my N95 in my backpack. You know? There you go. So if I see somebody who looks a little germy, yeah. I'll throw it on. We'll, we'll make everyone wear a mask. Yeah, here. this is Verona Don sitting in for uh, Brian Russ. We're going to run off to a quick break, but uh, after the break, we're going to be taking your calls. 233-9988. I'm Karen McHugh. Memorial Day weekend is here, and ready or not, the summer 2020 travel season is officially underway. It just doesn't feel like it. Memorial Day weekend is, is traditionally the, the kickoff to the great American summer vacation season. Uh, this year, it feels more like a fumble than a kickoff. W.D. Williams is field manager for AAA South in Tallahassee, Florida. Despite low gas prices in states that are beginning to reopen following weeks of COVID quarantines, most Americans will stay put this holiday 
holiday weekend. A Memorial Day break from Governor Cuomo, an order signed by the governor late last night allowing New Yorkers to get out and get together in groups of 10 or less this weekend, but maintain your social distancing and wear a mask just in case. And New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio says the beaches are open, but there's no swimming allowed. America is listening to Fox News. At Tyndall Federal Credit Union, we have the perfect loan for any home. Buy a house in the perfect neighborhood with one of our traditional mortgage options. Or take on that fixer-upper with our rehabilitation mortgage. Make the home of your dreams come to life with our new construction loan. Or get a land loan to purchase the lot where you'll build your dream home one day. We have the perfect loan for any home. Only at Tyndall. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing lender. NMLS number 597599. Count on BizHub by Conica Minolta from Panama Business Machines. BizHub for spectacular color, unsurpassed reliability, and award-winning service from the pros at Panama Business Machines. They've been selling and servicing Conica Minolta business solutions for over 30 years. Save thousands per year when you insource your company printing. Create spectacular color brochures. Conica Minolta, the BizHub. It's hard to believe what it can do for your business. Panama Business Machines, 850-769-4385. PanamaBusinessMachines.com. It's 505 West 15th Street, Panama. Flo here with a really weird word, buttery. Buttery? It's not quite butter, it's it's more butterish. Or maybe buttery is like butchery or bakery, a shop that sells artisanal butter products. Dig in, America. Now a word that's even more weird, flotection. Sure, it's not really a word, but it is really good protection for your new home through me and Progressive. No ifs, ands, or butteries about it. Sorry. Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit beefy, or even with type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Affordable term life insurance is out there. Call term provider and speak with Big Lou at 800-481-1458. 800-481-1458. Fourteen fifty eight, or visit BigLou.com. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Brian Rust and political correctness have never really gotten along very well. If you have a complaint, fill out a post-it note and throw it away because there's a darn good chance he just doesn't care if your feelings are hurt. The Brian Rust Show is back on News Talk 101. All right, I'm back with Don. We're missing Brian, you know, because I, I do produce. I've been producing booking guests for months for fun, and I love it. Yeah. We always have the big guests, as Congressman Dunn was just on. So that a was, he's, a, he's a wonderful guy. He's a warrior to. for our county. Yeah. Oh, my God. For, for our district, for too. Yeah. We are so blessed to have him. And uh, it's just great. Yeah, and, and and Brian, of course, is out there getting a much-needed uh, extreme makeover and spa day, <laughs> uh, head-to-toe waxing, all that stuff, pedicures. Oh, we he's, he's getting them. the uh, whole thing. We but, uh, you know, uh, here we are, Memorial Day weekend, and millions of Americans are getting ready to emerge from... Uh, from their lockdowns. From and their then, jail. Yeah. From their prison. Who knew that your house could be a prison cell? I know. I feel like I should have like an ankle <laughs> bracelet to monitor me or whatever. But, you know, they're venturing outdoors. They want to celebrate uh, Memorial Day uh, weekend at the beaches and cookouts, family outings. But a lot of people are concerned, particularly health officials, that large gatherings could cause uh, outbreaks. And, and, and maybe, you know, that curve won't be as flat afterwards. But, but you know, I heard somebody say this. It's not my quote, but I'm going to uh, pass it off as my own. We flatten the curve. Let's flatten the fear. 
Yeah. You know, let's flatten uh, the fear are now. So scary. And we've only had 92 cases and, and in three County. deaths in Bay County, which you don't want any deaths. I don't want any not. deaths. But they were definitely older. One man was 93. I think someone else was 83. And then there was a 70-ish yeah. person. And, and some people... With secondary know, conditions. Absolutely. You know, and I don't want any deaths. Conditions. But at 93, that's, you know... Yeah, yeah, and, and I'd like your thoughts on all this. You know, what are you going to do for Memorial Day? Are you going to social distance? 233-9988, 233-9988. Medical experts warn that the virus won't take a holiday for the unofficial start of summer. <laughs> you know, I mean, the virus... going to be out on Shell Island with me later today. Nobody told COVID know. it's uh, Memorial Day weekend. It's not taking the well, day off. Well, uh, seriously, I've been taking the mm-hmm. boat out almost every single weekend, except when the, we had one weekend the weather was kind of bad. It's packed. Out there, but here's here's the kicker: the CDC recommends that people stay home, avoid crowds, and connect with family and friends by phone or video chat. Oh. That's what the CDC is telling us to do on Memorial well, Day. I, I, I ran into TJ Maxx with my mask, oh, and yeah. it was glorious. <laughs> you know how to party, <laughs> but, but you can't use a dressing room, you know, yeah. in these stores. So yeah. you're kind of like, okay, I'm taking a chance. But you're everybody's so happy. You know, all the women running in. So, so. I, I don't know what your plans are for this weekend, but I'll tell you, Dr. Deborah Burks, the coordinator for the White House Coronavirus Task Force, does not sound like a big party to me. She doesn't sound like a very well, fun person. She's, she's, I'm, I'm she's, sure she's picking out her scarves online. Well, she's you know? a lovely lady, <laughs> and, she's, and I have a, a mad respect for her and everything. But, you know, she's saying, hey, you can enjoy the outdoors, but stay six feet apart, you know, or two meters for you Europeans. Uh, and, and she also just suggested playing tennis with marked balls, one for each player to handle and not touching <laughs> yeah, flags on the right. golf course. You're supposed to, like, kick them, right? Like, yeah, you're not supposed to touch the other player's <laughs> balls, uh, according to Dr. Deborah Burks. Um, sorry, it was but, low-hanging but fruit. I, but, I had to say it. But I think, but, I mean, we're still- <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the courtesy, cha-ching. Um, but there's, um, we're still scared, and there's so much still up in the air. Some some people have ca- up north; they've canceled their baseball season. Yeah. You know, I know I've bought Florida tickets to go to UF games, University of Florida. Yeah. So I'm hoping we're going to be on track. I, I think we will be, but the, you know, Deborah Burks's, Doctor Burks's recommendations, you know, and giving tennis as an example is emblematic of the disconnect between our ruling class and normal Americans. It's like, oh, make sure... Hey, um, that sounds uh, buff, a little fancy there. That's like buff, miffy. Make sure to mark your balls before you play tennis this weekend. I played tennis twice in my life, I think. You know what I mean? I'm sorry, I don't have a tennis court in my backyard. I'm not a tennis guy. You know, she's of a different... She's not... She's of a different cut of American, I guess you'd say. You know what I mean? I mean, for me, it would be like, hey, when you go to the bowling alley, you know, don't you know, she's, don't touch my ball. Don't touch my ball at the bowling alley. You know, How she's are you like sanitize that thing. It's like, it's oh, huge. when you're playing badminton, uh, try not to touch the other person's birdie. You know, it's like, uh, well, tell us what yeah. you think. Two three three nine nine eight eight. You know, this is News Talk One Hundred and One. We're it, here to talk with it, you about all of these conservative topics. But they they want you to to mark your space, and that's the space you need to protect it to ensure that you don't you know infect other people or catch their cooties well, either, i do i know. do miss I, this is the south we know yeah. god guns country and hugs oh my god I, I miss yeah. it yeah. i do miss it so yeah. i don't know will we ever be normal again well you know it, it seems that many healthy looking people are unknowingly infected so you don't know you can't look at somebody and say oh, this is a sick guy well, and we forgot to ask yeah. congressman dunn because he he oh, got, yeah. had covid and recovered Karen and I, uh, we went to uh, Europe this year, and we flew uh, back in October, 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 and um, 
she was deathly ill when we got back. Mm -hmm. She swears she had COVID-19. She swears she well, had she's it. She's going to have to go and get she, tested. And well, I, think, I think insurance She wants to get the antibody test, but that was October. Right. So when you look at like, well, you know, they say it, it didn't come out until like uh, January. Then it was like December. Then it's like November, right? Well, I so, was deathly ill in February. So the Chinese, I think this thing has been around since summer. Since last summer, and I think the Chinese have been playing fast and loose, oh, they, loose with their they numbers. Never, they never with their tell statistics. the truth. I, I mean, never tell and why truth. so many people want to trust the Chinese? I don't know. And, and why they want to model their healthcare policy after a totalitarian communist regime is beyond me. They were locking people in their apartments and letting them die of starvation. Yeah, it's, they, it's, I mean, they closed down Wuhan. It's. So sad. I mean, if you've ever been to China, I Probably have a few late. times. It's it's a yeah. different it's it's yeah. a different mentality. They they don't care about people like we do. Yeah. So and, yes, and of course, Shanghai is glamorous, but you go out to Xi'an where they have the Terra Warrior. warrior oh yeah, the Terracotta are, uh, yes, Warriors. Yeah. And you see people plowing in the farms like like old school farm equipment from I'd say that I don't know eighteen hundreds. Yeah. yeah. How, how is that? Modern, and then what they did to, to their people, lock them up, and well, and the the, the 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 doctors who first reported it on social media were, were the arrested. Enemy. They were arrested. I, I mean, for spreading they should have been heroes. So they should have been heroes. heroes. And in the meantime, we've got our national media, you know, lauding the Chinese, the WHO lauding the Chinese. You know, so oh yeah, you well, guys. Well, and then Trump, of course, yeah. wanting to pull the money from them. I mean, he. And he did. He acted. He closed down. He is. He's. The a, he's inartful in the way he speaks. However, his instincts are good. And and when he says, and "Hey, hey, w, are... hey, WHO, we'll match whatever the Chinese give you," which is like <laughs> a pittance of of what we give. But here's here's yeah. the thing about our president. He loves America. He loves Americans. He cares for us. He's always going to try to fight and do the right thing. I think people are just so fed up. People are just fed, so fed up with suave, sophisticated, educated, um, you know, being uh, above it all. Uh, that well, you got a plain talking guy. Interesting, dog. like these states yeah. that are in mega lockdown. You know, I think some they, they these are states that he would be having rallies in. Yeah. So I think that plays into it too. I, well, hate, to, I hate to say that. Yeah, listen, he's uh, he's not suffering for airtime now. Anyway, he's got these daily briefs, you know, so he's doing a lot more than uh, Sleepy Joe from his basement. I mean, that's uh, <laughs> and it's kind of sad, poor Joe. But uh, you know, if you're wearing a mask, we'd like to hear from you. Two three three ninety nine eighty eight. Two three three ninety nine eighty eight. You know, this this holiday, which honors fallen service members, arrives amid the bleakest economy in decades. So, you know, tens of millions of people have been laid off, you know, because this virus hit like hard. it's like million. It's yeah. Some and insane it, it, number. It forced shutdowns all over the country. Uh, so, yeah, have a, have, a, have a great weekend, you know, unemployed people who are inconvenient, apparently. Well, and a stimulus policy. check only goes yeah. so far. People don't want a handout. People no, die. No. I guess some people do. But, you know, people want to go to work, you they, know. They want to go to work. They want to go to work, and, and, and they want that, that. They want to earn their living. They want to earn their keep. Um, caller. We got a caller. Who are we speaking to? This is Elaine Nations. Good morning. Hi, Elaine. Morning. Thanks for calling. I, I wear a mask when I need to. I am presently 70 years old. I've mm -hmm. known Dr. Dunn for 25-plus years. <laughs> I am so proud of him, and I want him to know that. I... 
fully support our president, and I am angry with these people who disrespect him so much. But I am amazed that he has been able to go through all that he has been through and stayed strong. It's so, amazing to me, too. I mean, he's been kicked in the gut for years now, and Trump is just the most amazing man because nobody else could take this this abuse. It does not matter. It, it does not matter what he does. It's wrong to the Democrats. Yes, ma'am. That yeah. is so true. Yeah. And I, I don't care. I don't care which way he goes, what he does. They will never accept anything he does as being right. And I can't believe that so many smart people are so stupid not to see what's going on with the Democratic Party. And this stuff started way back, and it slowly crept in on us. We did not know. Back in 1975, Dianne Feinstein was uh, best friends with a Chinese leader, and she hand-delivered a letter for Bill Clinton over there uh, when he was in. So, I mean, this goes way back, and we didn't see it creeping in on us. But I'm more angry with the smart people that are so stupid. Or, or the so-called smart people. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, well, you know, they've got a lot of good sense, a lot of them, doctors, lawyers, whatever, you know. And, you know, I just have to say that, you know, they may be smart in a lot of ways, but they're not smart as far as our country is concerned. Elaine, I, I have a theory about that. Um, you know, I think... President Trump was elected as a disruptor, and he's kind of disrupted the um, uh, the conventional wisdom of how politics should work. That there is a, uh, a ruling class in this country that considers itself royalty. You know, if your kids go to the right schools, the right colleges, uh, you know, they're going to be the they're going to be in the ruling class. And uh, you know, President Even Trump. Even if you have to pay for them to get in there. Uh, well, we saw that this, this oh, week boy. with the, the, the full, full house lady that's going to go to prison for two months. Yeah, well, that's true. That's yeah, true. I, daughters mean, in I mean, Chris Cuomo went to Yale, and I don't see him splitting any atoms anytime soon. Uh, I, I think a lot of uh, what it is is that, you know, people who are used to power are seeing that threatened. And it's and they rule by emotion too. I, I think when you see a lot, and I say this with all due respect to uh, Democrats, I have friends who are Democrats, believe it or not. But you know, it, it's really a visceral and emotional uh, hate that they have for President Trump, not based on any policy, but just essentially it's personality. You say driven. Trump, and and that's that Trump disrangement syndrome. Yeah. Well, thanks for for calling us, and uh, we have another caller. Thanks, Elaine. You have a uh, a, a, a great, great weekend day. and a safe weekend. Hi, who do we have on? You got Earl. <gasps> Earl. You know what, Earl? Yes, ma'am. I, I said ma today, and I was like, I hope Earl calls in because I want to know about Earl. <laughs> You've been calling the station <laughs> for years, Earl. What yeah. do you actually do, Earl? I, I, I'm like an um, Earl fan. I'm flipping it on you, um, the paradigm. I'm, reti I'm retired. Okay. I'm retired. Well, I, I, uh, I've, I've heard you call in for years, so I adore uh, Earl. Yes, well, been all over a third of the world, worked my way the whole way, didn't do it on daddy's money or charge or mama's or... Excellent. You were raised well. Or, yes, ma'am. And paid for my own college. Fabulous. Uh, while working full-time. Excellent. Yeah. 
Uh, y'all just said something that triggered me. You talked about the ruling class and the royalty. Now, what's going on is the lady said that smart people, dumb people, what she's talking about, she's technically right, but what it boils down to is your business manager, your money manager, and the ruling class do not care one iota for the working class or, anyone, or anybody, I say, under $100,000 a year. That's the working class now. It all amounts to how much money they can make and invest. Your hedge funds are backed by absolutely nothing, but they make a lot of money. We saw it here after the hurricane. We're seeing it now with people about to be evicted all over this country. If you keep up with real estate and investment and the different funds, they're already waiting to swoop up, swipe up these, uh, gather up these properties. You know, Earl, uh, I think you're spot on because whenever there's something in the news, uh, my mantra is follow the money. Always follow the money. And um, always. And if you look at like what what went down in Ukraine with Hunter Biden, follow the money. If you look at what went down in China uh, with Hunter Biden, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, follow the money. Um, you know, when, when the vice president of the United States can take his son to Ukraine with him on a, uh, yes, a on a U.S. government uh, airplane so he can do business and uh, he can strong arm the Ukrainians uh, and, and then walk away with millions. What, what and no one abuse? bats an eye. There's no investigation. No one bats an eye. No one cares. In, in, until we're what three four years into the Trump administration, that that's, guy got away with murder, and he has millions of dollars in his bank account. But that's that's the ruling yeah. class because they're entitled, that's and you're not. Class. You're just a schlub who by, pays taxes. That's it. Yes, sir. They go by the same rule that attorneys do. Ninety nine point nine percent of attorneys do not sue other attorneys. <laughs> do they know that no. we've got an attorney coming up yeah. here at the top of the we're going to ask him that yeah. ask him ask him but i got one other thing are you keeping up with the oil industry well it's had ask its him. ups and downs recently i know the price of oil dropped precipitously but now it's, it's uh, filling up my again. mustang it's been a lot I know. better it's right been cheap at the pump but now they're they're making a comeback well guess who's buying up a lot of the small oil companies as they're going under right now because the oil market was, everything's overpriced anyway, but mm-hmm. the oil market collapsed and it's China and the hedge funds coming right out of the United States. China's buying up these little oil companies. They're going to own all these properties. I'm talking about West Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that, and all that of that is scary. Mm-hmm. I think they bought what, Smithfield and, hams. They were saying that... You know, they're running all kinds of companies in our country. Yes, ma'am. And think about this. All the mineral and metal wealth that's in Africa, China is going to own at least 50% of Africa in less than two years because of all the deals they've made because these countries cannot pay their bills. Earl, you hear that music creeping in. Uh, I think you know what that means. We've got to run off to a break. So nice to talk to you, Earl. You're one of my favorites. Yeah, thank you for answering the bat signal when Veronica sent it up. She wanted (laughs) to talk to you. thank you. All she got to do is send, and I'm here. Okay, Earl. This is News Talk 101. This is Don and Veronica sitting in for Brian Rust on The Brian Rust Show. Handcare Health is providing COVID-19 testing in Northwest Florida. If you are exhibiting symptoms of COVID-19, contact our response line at 850-215-4181. Our response line is open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. 
to receive an appointment for testing, you must contact our PanCare Health Response Line first at 850-215-4181. PanCare Health, here for our communities when it's needed the most. Are you feeling a little wicked? The Wicked Wheels Dining Room and Spacious Patio are open for lunch and dinner. Our super friendly staff is ready to serve you again. Let them bring you an order of Wicked Good Fried Chicken and see why it's been voted best of the bay for seven straight years. Or how about that New Orleans-style thin-cut fried catfish, hand-battered and fried to a golden perfection. Put a little Southern in your mouth. Wicked Wheels, Wicked to the bone, yeah. Flo here with a really weird word, buttery. Buttery? It's not quite butter, it's, it's more butterish. Or maybe buttery is like butchery or bakery, a shop that sells artisanal butter products. Dig in, America. Now a word that's even more weird, flotection. Sure, it's not really a word, but it is really good protection for your new home through me and Progressive. No ifs, ands, or butteries about it. Sorry. Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit beefy, or even with type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Affordable term life insurance is out there. Call term provider and speak with Big Lou at 800-481-1458. 800-481-1458. Or visit BigLou.com. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. They say trigger control is essential. But that rule seems to not apply to The Brian Rush Show. Triggering the crazy left is his specialty. The Brian Rush Show. A news talk at 101 is back. Down the hall. Veronica's here. Don ran down the hall, so... So I would love to have some callers at 233-9988. Tell us what you think about the masks and how our show is going this morning. So we totally miss Brian. He's, he's at his spa day. So hopefully everything's going okay. But I know um, we, I wanted to discuss with, with Don when he comes back down from the hall. We want to talk about what happened this week uh, with the Navy at uh, the Naval Station Corpus Christi. They had a... A terrorist um, incident. Oh, we have a phone caller. Okay, I'm ready. Good morning. Hello. Oh, okay. We lost the caller. So, um, but I, I did want to talk. You know, this week the Navy experienced a terrorist uh, incident. Oh, Don is back. <laughs> Don left me alone. So, um, talking about the Navy case that the Navy had a terrorist. <laughs> My squirrel kidney couldn't hold out any longer, so I'm back now, though. Not that I, you know, I can I can handle it, but you have been my. We are married this morning. Uh, I know that's Veronadon, true. So. I know this marriage is only good for the duration of the cruise. But, uh, but no, that that uh, that that shooting was really horrific. Because <laughs> <laughs> the Veronadon. Uh, um, yeah, so that happened Tuesday, and if, for those of you that may not know, well, actually Thursday was the Corpus Christi oh, shooting. Th- excuse me, yeah, Thursday, yeah, yeah. and so it happened early in the morning, yep. like six fifteen. The uh, terrorist tried to run the gate. Yep. 
And they, of course, the, the sailor launched the barrier because all of the bases are very good. They've got these awesome barriers that can stop. Well, well here's the thing that, you know, and for me, and, and, you know, I think most listeners know, and you certainly know uh, my backstory, you know, I, I'm a member of a 9-11 family, so terrorism is something that is real in my life. It it's is. not an abstract, it's not an abstract concept to me that happens to other people in other parts of the world. You know, it happened to my brother in the World Trade Center on December 11th, uh, 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 September 11th, uh, uh, 2001. And then, you know, fast forward a few years, you know, multiple incidents over the years since then. And then over here in Pensacola, they had that shooter, that foreign student. In December, that was vetted. And then what's frustrating yeah. about that case is Apple didn't help them hack into his phone. So, I, I hate so he tried to shoot yeah. his phone up so nobody could hack into it. Luckily, we have folks that worked on it for months and they found out mm. when they hacked into it. That, guess what? He had ties to Al-Qaeda before he ever got here. And but, he was on a three-year program with our Navy. But here's another thing, six degrees of separation. You know, my son is a naval aviator. He he actually sat in that very same building and in that same classroom. I mean, you know, we're a year earlier. It could have been my son sitting on duty getting shot at by some and he, and, poop, and he by some jihadists. that terrorist in December killed three people. Yeah. So, uh, and here we are, we're letting these people into our country, and they're not fully vetted. Now, I, I know there's been a review and all that other stuff. But, you know, you look at the Saudis' track record, it ain't that great, okay? It ain't that great. Uh, because Well, and this, and the and so the, the terrorist from Thursday, mm -hmm. um, they say he's Syrian. He was in a community yeah. college, yeah, they, studying business. And, I mean... Yeah, it's it just for people who don't know what we're talking about, you know, the FBI has recently identified the suspect uh, in the Naval Air Station Corpus Christi shooting. Uh, as terrorism-related. And quotes. luckily nobody died mm -hmm. this week. Yeah, the FBI uh, officially identified the gunman killed in the attack on Thursday morning at Naval Air Station Corpus Christi, Texas, as 20-year-old Adam Salim Al-Shehi. I think I'm he saying He looks about like he's 10 in yeah, his I, I picture. Mean, another young kook. It's, it's uh, radicalized Al somehow. Yeah, Al-Shehi's uh, uh, attack uh, injured one sailor uh, who's being treated uh, uh, as we speak. Luckily, no one was killed in this attack. Uh, I'll say he was killed uh, uh, after Navy uh, police responded to reports of an active shooter on base well, at about 6.15 a.m. And then they're saying that he had an accomplice mm -hmm. and that they don't know where that person is. Well, that's the thing. You know? so, so here we go again. That's right. Potentially a second terrorist on the run. And why do we have mm -hmm. no details on this? You know, I, you know I, so when things are under investigation... They don't want to say too much about the investigation because it could influence the outcome of the investigation. So they're very tight with details on this. And all they really do is, you know, uh, and I know the Navy has come out and said, you know, hey, we re encourage the public to stay calm. And, well, uh, I'm not going to stay calm it, <laughs> when Mr. Jihad's yeah. running around yeah, <laughs> trying yeah. to shoot me. But they tell you if you see something, say something, you know. So it, it's just a sad uh, turn of events where... Uh, we've got people in this country that are not fully vetted, that aren't necessarily our friends. And uh, now this this Al-Sahi character, uh, they don't say whether or not he was a foreign student, if he was military. He says he was from Syria and yeah. in community college studying business. Yeah. And, and lest we forget, we had a Saudi flight student uh, at Naval Air Station Pensacola, Florida, who shot who and killed Who had been there working with the Navy for a long yeah. time at oh, that yeah. point. So it was like, I think, year two of his stay here. So how do we not know these things? How do we not know? Because these I don't want things? to put your son in harm's way. I don't want anybody. Yeah. Three people died in December, and that was down the street in Pensacola in our backyard. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, it could happen anywhere, you know. Now, 
Uh, let's not blame guns, you know, because uh, uh, I know that's the knee jerk of the left is like, oh okay, goodness. you know, uh, guns don't p- kill people. People kill people. People kill people. I mean, would you feel better if the, the guy went swinging through there with a baseball bat or a bow and arrow or, or whatever? I mean, uh, people have a right to. Well, uh, and I always harp on this. I'm very pro military people mm-hmm. carrying weapons on base. If you've had the training just to help maybe prevent an, uh, a situation like that where he took out three people. Yeah. Uh, here's, here's an interesting fun fact, though. But Corpus Christi, Naval Air Station Corpus Christi, does not take international students, and they haven't accepted any Saudi students since the Pensacola shootings. So maybe we're starting to smarten up to this, you know, little by little. Well, and, and what triggered this 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 gentleman from the community college. So I, I, there's so much we need to find out. We're going to have a guest later on in the show. A wonderful, wonderful person. She's a uh, uh, 9-11 family member. Her husband, Tom, was killed in the attacks on 9-11. And her name is Terry Strada. She's the national chair of 9-11 Families and Survivors. Um, she's, uh, she's a wealth of knowledge. She's been fighting this good fight. Fighting the fight for and 20 we, years. You know, we were talking about the Saudis. You know, after 9-11, Saudi diplomats were spirited out of this country. And now we're finding out, little by little, drip by drip, that Saudi government officials, people in the intelligence community of the government of Saudi Arabia, were complicit in 9-11. So, well, we know, have so much to talk about, but coming up at the top of the hour, we have Jason Gonzalez. He's a lawyer over in Tallahassee, mm-hmm. and he's going to fill us in on the Federalist Society. Yeah, I, I don't know Jason, but he sounds like a remarkable he's guy. He's a great guy. Yeah, this is Donna Veronica sitting in for Brian Rust on News Talk 101. W-I-O-O Springfield. This is News Talk at 101. News Talk at 101. Panama City's information station. Breaking news this hour at townhall.com. I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. There's a major fire burning at this hour at San Francisco's Pier 45. More than 100 firefighters on the scene. Also in the city by the bay, officials are now authorizing homeless tent encampments in response to COVID-19. About 80 tents are now neatly spaced out on a wide street near City Hall as part of a safe sleeping village opened last week. The area between the city's central library and its Asian art museum is fenced off to outsiders, monitored around the clock, and provides taxpayer-funded meals, showers, clean water, and trash pickup. A second village is set to open in the famed Haight-Ashbury neighborhood. San Francisco's mayor acknowledged she didn't want to approve tents, but having unregulated tents mushroom on the sidewalks was neither safe nor fair. Rhonda Rockster reporting. The White House Coronavirus Task Force is encouraging Americans to get outside this Memorial Day weekend. Task Force Coordinator Dr. Deborah Burke says people can enjoy the outdoors but must remain socially distant. You can go to the beaches if you stay six feet apart, but remember that that is your space and that's the space that you need to protect and ensure that you're social distance for others. Burks reminds the public that many Americans are carrying the coronavirus and don't know it. And she says the greater Washington, D.C. area has the country's highest positivity rate. Greg Clugston. Washington. GOP Senator Mike Braun of Indiana says many Americans are embracing relaxed shutdown restrictions for their area. We knew a one-size-fits-all was not appropriate. Uh, upstate New York was different from New York City. County by county, state by state across this country, I think that has been kind of the feeling on the street. A lot of that's starting to be ingrained in how people are looking at this point forward. Senator Mike Braun was interviewed by the Salem Radio Network. More on these stories at townhall.com.
com. We've had our lives flipped upside down recently, and for many of us, things just got a lot rougher. But we've faced tough times before, and we're going to pull through this because, well, that's what we do in America. At Term Provider, Big Lou has a message for you. If all this craziness has you protecting the ones you care about, don't let it stop when we get through this. Keep the protection rolling with a life insurance shield around your family. For over 30 years, Term Provider has been providing affordable term life insurance at better prices and with better service, including policies that don't need an in-home exam. As for Big Lou, he's just like you, spending time at home with his kids, too. No matter what your medical history, prostate cancer, heart conditions, high cholesterol, or if you're taking prescription medications, at Term Provider, we can help you find a million dollars or more of term life insurance at affordable rates to fit your budget. There's no obligation, so call now for your free quote. Call 800-555-2085. That's 800-555-2085. The coronavirus pandemic and some red tape have put the brakes on an annual veterans event held in Washington, D.C. over the Memorial Day weekend. Here's the sound you won't hear in the nation's capital this Memorial Day weekend. Rolling Thunder, the motorcycle event that brings hundreds of thousands of bikers to raise awareness for veterans' issues and those who are still MIA. Because of the virus, AMVETS National Commander Jan Brown is urging people to participate in a virtual event with the hashtag Memorial Day at Home and take a solo ride of 22 miles. 22 miles is because most of you know that we still have an average of 22 veterans a day who commit suicide. You know, they may have made it back, but they're internally struggling. Brown says Rolling to Remember will be back in D.C. next year. Jackie Quinn, Washington. Breaking news and analysis at townhall.com. Diners at a Maryland beach town are bouncing back and eating out with a little help from inflatable inner tubes on wheels. The Baltimore-based company Revolution Event Design and Production has rolled out bumper tables that allow people to keep six feet from each other while eating and talking in social settings amid the coronavirus pandemic. The devices feature a hole in the middle for participants and wheels attached to the bottom for moving around. The company's CEO says the tables are a fun way to maintain distance and still enjoy social settings. That's correspondent Jeremy House reporting beachside communities along England's coast urging people to stay away in the first holiday weekend since the easing of some coronavirus restrictions. England back on May 13th allowed people to drive any distance for exercise or recreation though they still have to remain two meters apart from other people when they go outside. Rules remain tighter. Try a case remotely with Zoom with the Florida Supreme Court. Sounds like a fascinating guy. Jason, are you there? (laughs) You're like a celebrity lawyer. I am here. I'm not a celebrity. Thank goodness. (laughs) And you're with the law firm, uh, how do I say it, Schutz and Bowen Law Practice? Schutz and Bowen, and we're Florida's oldest statewide law firm. We were founded 110 years ago by Henry Flagler's uh, personal attorney, Frank Schutz, down in Miami in 1910. Well, well, I've known you the last few years because I know we run in the same political circles. And I think the last time I chatted with you, we were we were coming back from the Trump inauguration, as I recall. We were in the airport, so um, that's right. You you're always doing big things, and and you were at one point too to let our listeners know, general counsel for the Republican Party of Florida. So that must have been a totally cool job to have that as well. But um, 
Tell us, because I know, was it last week was the first ever Zoom call with the Florida Supreme Court? What was that, that was like? Two weeks ago, May 6th. Okay. We did the first, COVID uh, time. The first remote arguments at the Supreme Court, and uh, we had the first one on the docket that day. Uh, there were four cases heard, and we had the fourth one on the docket that day as well, and uh, it went actually very well. The technology uh, uh, worked fine, and the court had done a kind of a test run with us uh, two weeks earlier just to make sure everything functioned, but I I thought it worked well, and I, it's nice to be able to argue from your conference room, and you have all your notes spread out, and you can talk to the justices, and everybody could hear hear each other. I thought it went very well. And, and how long do you think this is going to be the norm for, for you all over there in Tally? Well, since that argument, the court has extended um, their order to do these Zoom arguments at least into June. So I've got another one June 3rd uh, for uh, Tampa Electric Company, People's Gas, uh, on June 3rd. Those will all be Zoom arguments, and I think they've got three days of Zoom arguments that week. Uh, we'll see what happens in July and August. I imagine the justices look forward to uh, getting back to to doing the arguments in their very nice courtroom. It's nice to have people right in front of you when you're questioning them. Hey, Jason, this is uh, this is Don here. Um, thanks for coming on with us today. Uh, I, I understand that you're a uh, part or a member of the Federalist Society and that you've worked in getting conservative uh, judges on the bench. Uh, just for our, our audience, could you explain what the Federalist Society is and what exactly is it that you do to, to get conservative uh, uh, judges on the bench? Sure. Um, I've been involved with the Federalist Society uh, for about 25 years, and uh, the Federalist Society actually is a non-political organization. We don't endorse uh, uh, candidates for office or judges for appointment or election. Mm -hmm. um, the society itself is a, a, a group of over 100,000 lawyers. It's kind of a voluntary bar association and a think tank. And really, the goal of the, the Federalist Society is just to elevate the civil debate and, and, uh, and promote the civil discussion of issues because, you know, ideas are powerful things, and we feel like uh, the, the membership of the society really is mostly conservatives and libertarian lawyers because we want to promote constitutionalism um, and textualism and originalism. And so... It's really developed a huge network of lawyers that all believe in that, and they tend to be more conservative. Um, it, that's kind of a shame. I mean, the constitutionalism should not be a conservative or liberal or leftist issue. It should be something all Americans support and the separation of powers and judges that just follow the law and are not judicial activists. Uh, but my involvement uh, started in the late 90s when I was called, um, had a phone call with a young man at the time, a new staffer with the Federalist Society. He'd just been there a few months in Washington, a guy named Leonard Leo, who you may have heard of. He's the chief advisor now to, to uh, President Trump when he has Supreme Court vacancies. Leonard, for many years, two decades, ran the lawyer's division and was vice president of the Federalist Society. And so he called me back in the 90s to talk about how we could build kind of a sustainable Federalist Society network in the state. It would not, that network would naturally help lead to 
the promotion of, of constitutionalist, textualist, judicial conservative type judges. And so that's what we did um, in really just to kind of put in context where things were going, going back at that time. You know, we had a Democrat governor in the state. Our courts dominated by judicial activists. Um, there, we had not really had a governor appointing judges who, who wanted to, to just follow the law. They, they were inserting themselves in the policy. And, you know, we have 991 judges in the state, and there were only a handful. Do you think there's a, uh, uh, not, not to interrupt, uh, uh, Jason, but, you know, do you think there's a legitimate argument for people to say, well, the Constitution is a living document, uh, and does that always result in uh, uh, um, passing laws or, or uh, from the bench or legislating from the bench? When judges uh, have that judicial philosophy, that it's a living document and that it's the judge's job to, to maybe look at the statute, look at the text a little bit, but let's try to figure out what the legislature intended, not what it actually wrote. When you have the judges doing that, that's where you run into problems and you have the judicial activism and the mischief judges get into when they inject their own ideas about what they think the law should be, not what it is as written. It's the judge's role to apply the text of the law just as the legislature wrote it, as the people acting through their elected representatives adopted it. And if we don't like the law, then the legislature needs to change it. And you go petition your legislators to change it, and the governor has veto power. But it's not for unelected judges to change the law by a supposed interpretation in, in a decision that's different than what the text of the statute says. Yeah, or, or rewriting a statute, uh, which uh, I think in the, in, in the case of Obamacare, when that went to the Supreme Court, that was... Uh, that I thought was problematic when they said, "Okay, it's really a it's it's really a tax," although they say it's not a tax; it really is. That's right, and we've had that type of problem up until uh, the beginning of last year when Governor DeSantis made three Supreme Court appointments. We had that problem in Florida for really for the past century. We have had activist courts, and one national uh, group ranked Florida. Uh, three years ago, ranked us the number one judicial hellhole oh, no. in the United States of America, and particularly they called out the Florida Supreme Court with a, a couple of decisions they pointed to that were just, you know, activist uh, judges that were ignoring and, and declaring statutes unconstitutional that clearly were not unconstitutional. And so uh, we, had, at that time, our court only had... Um, uh, three years ago, we only had three of the seven justices who were really judicial conservatives. Governor DeSantis campaigned on a platform with, with three Supreme Court vacancies coming up that he would appoint constitutionalists. He did that, and the majority of the court uh, was transformed uh, pretty significantly to the point where now it's, there's lots of national talk that the Florida Supreme Court is now the most overwhelmingly kind of originalist, uh, yeah. judicial conservative appellate uh, court in the whole country. Well, good work on uh, that. Yeah, great job. So how, so how, do you, how do we ensure that we yeah, keep what's, this court conservative? Yeah, what's I the mean, remedy for that uh, around and, the country? And I want to join the Federalist Society because I want to <laughs> hang out with all these conservative lawyers that think like I think. 
Well, great. And we allow non-lawyers to join. It, membership is open to everybody. And uh, Well, Don, we we're, we're going to have to join. We a statewide conference down in Orlando so we can kind of bring all our people together once a year from across the state. And we had Justice Clarence Thomas keynoted that this year. Governor awesome. DeSantis has spoken the last two years. So uh, that's a great event to, to introduce folks to the organization and, and kind of see what we do. Uh, judges are allowed to participate because, again, it's a non-political organization. We have balanced debates, all our panel discussions. We have people from all sides of the political spectrum and let the ideas uh, be discussed and debated and, and uh, let people decide for themselves. You, you mentioned earlier, and it kind of struck me, that, you know, sometimes – it comes down along political lines, you know, whether you're an originalist or not. Why, why do you think that is? Well, I think that uh, somewhere we kind of went off the rails, in the, uh, particularly in the 20th century, um, where there were some bad laws on the books um, that the that Congress needed to change or legislatures needed to change. But at some point... Uh, there became a trend to change the laws the wrong way, using the courts to change them. And um, I, I think the, the the Democratic Party kind of rallied around the idea of having judges just do whatever they want and be unaccountable. And on the conservative side of things, people said we the only way we can preserve our liberties uh, is to respect the separation of powers. We have a constitution that divided power between three branches of government, and if you allow one branch, if you allow the judges to say what the law is, make it up, uh, say what they think it should be, and change it by interpretation and enforce it in an order, then you've consolidated power, which is what our founders said we shouldn't be doing. So for some reason, uh, now the lines have been drawn pretty clearly on a, on a political level, where you had President Trump say, I'm going to appoint these constitutionalist originalists, and he's done that, and Governor DeSantis. And on the other side of things, they they kind of say, we're going to just appoint uh, people that will vote a certain way on certain policy issues. I mean, they're pretty clear about the litmus test they have on, on certain hot-button social issues. So that's a shame. It shouldn't be – it really shouldn't be – divided along political lines, but right now you have one party saying we want to depoliticize the courts and have the judges just follow the follow the law, and the other side wants to use the courts for politics and policy decisions. Well, I wanted to ask you, because you're kind of a superhero, I think. You're, you're going to have tried or going to be trying 18 court cases with a Florida Supreme Court. I, what is that like? That I mean, that's amazing. Well, we're very fortunate to to have had an opportunity to do a lot of Supreme Court uh, cases recently. We do a lot of trial work too, and in our five district courts of appeal. Uh, but yeah, we've uh, we've had a number of arguments over the last uh, several months, and uh, another one coming up in June. And uh, and it's really it is kind of the most intimidating uh, place for a lawyer to be in trial court. You just, you, the lawyer gets to ask the questions, the witnesses, and make arguments, usually without being interrupted by the judge. When you go up to the appellate courts, and particularly the Supreme Court, you've got seven of the brightest legal minds in the state, and they sit there and they interrupt the lawyers and ask questions. So you get grilled for 20 oh minutes, goodness. and it is an intimidating 
environment, but it's fun. It's, uh, you know, there's a lot of adrenaline involved, and, and we're thankful that all these uh, individuals and companies are trusting us with their most important cases at the Supreme Court. Sounds like a lot of fun. Jason, can you stick with us through the break? Do, do you have time for us? I do. Oh, that'll be awesome. Uh, Don and Veronica in for Brian Rust on the Brian Rust Show on News Learning Talk 101. everything legalese. We're, we're talking with Jason uh, Gonzalez, uh, who's a great legal mind and sounds like a great guy, too. We'll be right back. Hello, folks. PJ Trammell here with The Garage Door Doctor, your locally owned and operated garage door company. When was the last time you had your garage door tuned up? Is it making excessive noise, not going up or down as it should? Most people don't realize that a garage door is a mechanical door with many moving parts. After years of use in the environment in which we live in, these parts can become fatigued. Don't get stuck in your garage. That's usually when we get a phone call. A garage door tune-up can help prevent costly repairs and headaches later down the road. With our tune-up, we do a thorough inspection of your garage door and opener. We also replace your old rollers with new nylon premium rollers. Don't hesitate. Call Garage Door Doctor today and schedule your tune-up. Mention this radio commercial and get your tune-up for only $125. That's over $100 off the regular price. Again, call Garage Door Doctor at 850-242-1555 or look us up on the web at garagedoordoctor.com. Again, this is PJ Trammell with Garage Door Doctor. Give us a call today, 850-242-1555 or garagedoordoctor.com. Missing out on too much of the good life lately? Do something about it this weekend. Captain Anderson's is open Sunday for the long holiday. So you've got an extra day for Captain A's. And there's really nothing that beats a night out at Captain Anderson's with good friends. Hey, I think I hear a big platter of those famous grilled bay shrimp calling your name. Captain Anderson's, open Sunday. Dine early and watch the fleet unload. Captain Anderson's opens at 4 p.m. today and will be open Monday at 4.30. Happy Memorial Day. At Tyndall Federal Credit Union, you can choose your way to save on an auto loan. Whether you're purchasing a vehicle or refinancing, pick between a discounted interest rate, no payments for 90 days, or a chance to win cash. Only at Tyndall. Flo here with a really weird word, buttery. Buttery? It's not quite butter, it's, it's more butterish. Or maybe buttery is like butchery or bakery, a shop that sells artisanal butter products. Dig in, America. Now a word that's even more weird. Flotection. Sure, it's not really a word, but it is really good protection for your new home through me and Progressive. No ifs, ands, or butteries about it. Sorry. Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit beefy, or even with type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Affordable term life insurance is out there. Call term provider and speak with Big Lou at 800-481-1458. 800-481-1458. One fourteen fifty eight, or visit BigLou.com. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Liberals are probably not a big fan of the Brian Rush Show, but that's okay, because Brian owns a side business bottling their tears, and business is good. Be a part of the show at 233-9988. Now, here's Brian Rust on News Talk at 101. Welcome back. It's Don and Veronica filling in for Brian today. We're having a great time. And we've been speaking to Jason Gonzalez. He's a lawyer out of Tallahassee who tries cases in the Florida Supreme Court. So, so Jason, tell us how DeSantis has like been able to flip the Florida Supreme Court so that it is more conservative. So, in 
In Florida, we have a system where the governor gets to appoint the, all the appellate judges, are seven on the Supreme Court and the and the 64 on our five district courts of appeal without any Senate confirmation process. But we do have these judicial nominating commissions, um, nine-member commissions that nominate uh, folks to the governor for him to pick from. Um, so we have some very good members on the judicial nominating commissions, and they're identifying uh, really well-qualified folks to send to the governor to pick from. And we have a deep bench now because, again, we've been at this for over two decades, uh, getting some good folks put on first our trial courts, and then we move them up to our district courts of appeal, and we get to see their judicial record and vet that out. And then, and then we have a lot of good options. Uh, and how long, how long can you court. be uh, on the Supreme Court? Is it a life appointment? A year before last, we amended the Constitution to raise our mandatory retirement age to 75. Okay. So now they can serve till they're 75. So when you saw like Justice Robert Luck being appointed at 39 years old to the Florida Supreme Court, he could serve for a long, long time. That's great. But um, we did such a good job. The governor did such a good job with the three Supreme Court appointments at the beginning of last year. Two of those three were uh, selected by President Trump. Uh, nominated for our 11th Circuit Court of Appeals in the federal system, and they were confirmed. Uh, so those two have gone up to the 11th Circuit. So you're growing the best to move forward. That's excellent. I, I know Don and I were talking during the break because, you know, um, what Justice Kavanaugh went through. How, how do we, what what can Don and I do so that to help these judges do the right thing, because that man went through hell and back. Yeah, the process is different in Florida than it is for the Supreme Court, but, you know, what good person, what thoughtful person would want to put themselves through that? And, and he was a Christian man, and what he went through, it, it, I've never seen it. It was so bloody. Right. For Justice Kavanaugh and Justice Clarence Thomas, oh, the other uh, one. it really was a, a, a it was an outrage, is what it was. attack that they went through. Um, and fortunately, again, we have a much better selection process here in Florida where uh, it, it just does not allow for that type of um, uh, ridiculous spectacle of false allegations. I mean, okay. we do get, of course, the governor's office will get uh, allegations, uh, false allegations about things that are called in, and they can discreetly research those, bet them out, and determine they're false. And you just don't have the same uh, circuits that you see in Washington in our state appointment process. That's great. Um, so and it's, it's um, thorough what? vetting. But, you know, with the, a lot of folks don't realize not only do we have such a great story to tell in Florida with our, our Supreme Court and our district courts of appeal now in much better shape with these, these great appointees, but the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals, that's our Federal Circuit Court of Appeals headquartered in Atlanta. And that's the Circuit Court of Appeals in the federal system for Florida, Georgia, and Alabama. And most federal appeals in there, they, you know, only the rarest of cases make it up to the U.S. Supreme Court. So that's, for the most cases, that's kind of the final federal uh, appeal stop for cases. And President Trump is now, of the 12 active judges, on the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals, President Trump has uh, uh, nominated and had confirmed six of those 12. And then there's a seventh, Bill Pryor, who uh, President Bush, 43, 
appointed who's outstanding. So we have seven of the 12 are really just rock solid, originalist, textualist type judges. Awesome to hear that. Count on to follow the law and not inject their own uh, uh, policy ideas into a case. Love that. So what's the best thing about being a lawyer that you can share with Don and I as we wrap up our segment with you? Well, in in my practice, the best part is uh, we're building a small office of a big law firm, a small office in Tallahassee. We've got five lawyers and kind of got the pick, kind of the cream of the crop with uh, Dan Nordby, who was general counsel to Governor Rick Scott. Ben Gibson was Governor Ron DeSantis's transition uh, general counsel when we had these three Supreme Court vacancies. Uh, I was general counsel to another governor who I'm not going to name. I, I, <laughs> I know who that is. He was the flip-flopper. The flip-flopper um, with white hair. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we're just fortunate in Tallahassee uh, to have a great practice. We get to work on the most exciting cases uh, going up through our federal and state uh, court system. Um, ben Gibson, my, my partner, was he is currently the general counsel to the Republican Party of Florida. Uh, so we get to keep our practice interesting, doing a lot of uh, political cases and cases for state agencies, for the government, and work kind of at the highest levels of our court system. So it's, it's, we're fortunate here uh, to be able to do that in our practice. Hey, Jason, um, what, what should our listeners know uh, and what should they do if they wanted to track who all is being appointed to the bench and uh, what could they do to help? Well, um, the most help we need at the kind of the uh, county by county level is when there's a county or circuit court vacancy, and usually that's advertised locally, um, we need folks to identify the really good uh, lawyers that are qualified, ready to, to become county judges or circuit judges, um, who have demonstrated that they have a respect for the written law and the Constitution and, and don't want to make it up when they get on the bench. And we need folks to recommend the, them. We need them to call the governor's office or their ju- judicial nominating commission members and, and say, hey, I've got a long background with this particular lawyer who's applying to be a judge. And we need people recruiting uh good lawyers to apply for these judicial positions. So we build the bench at the trial court level with good folks, and they gradually move up into our five district courts of appeal, and then maybe one day the Florida Supreme Court. That's where we need the most help. Well, Jason, I I can't thank you enough, and we look forward to to hearing how you do with your cases that are coming up at the Florida Supreme Court. Jason, it's been a pleasure speaking with you, and thank you uh, for enlightening on that, uh, us on that, and, and keep up the good work. Thanks yes, for everything you're doing for us. getting those conservative judges in for us. Thanks, and have a happy Memorial Day. You too. Take care. Go Gators. <laughs> this is Donna <laughs> Veronica sitting in for Brian Russ on News Talk 101. News, I'm Karen McHugh. The coronavirus crisis stoking fears of mass gatherings has many looking ahead to the coming fall elections and how possible continued quarantining might affect voter turnout. Amid calls to increase the use of mail-in ballots, one former California congressman has taken Governor Gavin Newsom to court. The governor can remedy uh, this, but under the current thing, yes, I believe there'll be a restraining order against this action because it's clearly outside the Constitution and the law passed by an all-Democrat vote.
vote in the legislature. Daryl Issa on Fox is on the ballot in California's 50th congressional district. In San Francisco this morning, fire crews have been battling a four-alarm blaze at that city's Fisherman's Wharf in a warehouse at Pier 45. There are no reported injuries. It's unclear what started the fire. America is listening to Fox News. Memorial Day weekend travel is expected to be so light this year because of coronavirus restrictions that AAA isn't issuing its annual travel forecast. Cars.com, however, has done some research and estimates about 36% of Americans may travel over the weekend, mostly in short car trips. A study by LendingTree found 56% of parents with school-aged children have increased their personal debt as a direct result of the pandemic. Four in ten respondents have had to increase credit card balances, while 15% took out personal loans to meet virus-related expenses. To win back customers, United Airlines is boosting its cleaning protocols by introducing what it calls United Clean Plus. To deliver enhanced cleanliness aboard its aircraft, United will work with Clorox and Cleveland Clinic to inform and guide the effort. Passenger traffic is down nearly 90%. I'm Mark Huffman. Learn more at ConsumerAffairs.com. Up on the bar, that senorita is taking more than just the hips. Sipping on a margarita Hold on to your salsa and your chips Pepper's Mexican Grill and Cantina is now offering delivery. That's right. Pepper's delicious, authentic Mexican food delivered right to your front door. During this time, Pepper's is also offering to-go orders with curbside delivery so you don't even have to get out of your car. Call Pepper's Mexican Grill and Cantina at 785-2227 for your delivery or to-go orders. Hold on to your salsa and your chips. During this COVID-19 crisis, everyone is experiencing raised stress levels. Business is disrupted and consumers are scared. The result can create tense situations. The Better Business Bureau encourages everyone to treat each other with grace, respect, and empathy. We need to work together. When life begins to normalize, people will remember how they were treated during this time. If businesses and consumers treat each other fairly, these relationships will last far beyond this crisis. Brian Rust and political correctness have never really gotten along very well. If you have a complaint, fill out a post-it note and throw it away because there's a darn good chance he just doesn't care if your feelings are hurt. The Brian Rust Show is back on News Talk 101. I know. It's like, I'm not running back from the bathroom with my squirrel bladder. I'm running I mean, back from the... I mean, the... we have 30 minutes till our marriage is over. I know. And I can't keep him in the room. Just like the... a typical husband. He's always the... running off. The work wife is just cracking the whip here today. <laughs> it's sad, you know. We're trying. Yeah, I, I've got a, uh, a a very special guest who's coming on. Yes, and, you do. And, and as we uh, mentioned uh, earlier... You know, I, I, and most people know my story because I've been in, the, in this market for a while, off and on. Mostly off, but on today. Um, you know, I'm a member of a 9-11 family. Been to Gitmo a couple times. You know, I know other 9-11 family members. Um, had some animated conversations at the Department of Justice, Justice uh, back in the day. Uh, been to Gitmo a couple times. Had some animated conversations with the defense councils down there. And I've got a woman on the phone right now who I met incidentally through a... Through a, uh, a mutual friend, 
uh, by the name of Terry Strada, who's uh, just a, a real warrior on the front lines of this fight for justice for 9-11 families. And, and people need to know, it's not just justice criminally, it's holding those responsible for this liable. Uh, you know, and subtext of that is Saudi government officials who are complicit in 9-11. Um, you know, our government has uh, kind of shielded them for some strange reason. And uh, Terry Strada, who is a mother and a 9-11 widow, is a special interest advocate and national chair for the 9-11 Victims, Family, and Survivors United for Justice Against Terrorism. It sounds like a lot. It's a lot to fit on a business card. But, you know, it <laughs> it's... Welcome, Terry. Terry, thank, thank you for... Honor to meet you. Thank you for Hi, coming oh, on the show. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me. Yeah, uh, you know, it's just uh, amazing work. The more I learn about you, the more impressed I am. Um, but before we, you know, start peppering you with questions, or let's let's talk about Tom. I mean, what was what was Tom Strada like? Your husband? Uh, you oh know. wow, he was fantastic. He was amazing. He was just one of those bigger than he had one of those bigger than life kind of personalities. You know, he walked into the room. He just commanded the room with his sense of humor and his sincerity um he was a wonderful father to our three children and a wonderful son to his parents and brother to his siblings um you know just a regular guy going to work doing you know what a guy does when he has a family going mm -hmm. to support us and um you know an outdoorsman and just a really really special person yeah yeah and what did tom do for a living tom worked for Tanner fitzgerald oh, so he was yeah. a mm -hmm. Yep, he was um, a bond broker. Uh, he was also a partner at the firm. He had been working on Wall Street since he was 21, so he was in his 20th year of working down yeah. there. And, and he was he was a relatively young guy uh, when mm -hmm. he, when he passed. Yeah, he was 41 years old. Yeah, you know, my brother uh, Adam, he, he worked for Euro Brokers, uh, 84th floor, Tower Two, 37. Right. Um, you know, people in their prime, um, and we should yeah. never. We should never forget that. Yeah, of that. course. We should never forget no, that. No, we shouldn't. It, we shouldn't. Um, and Don, do you mind, if, if before we really do start into mm -hmm. all of it, I'd like to offer my heartfelt sympathies to the families um, whose loved ones were murdered on the Pensacola base and to wish, you know, the best wishes I can to all of the survivors who were injured on that day. Um, I just, I carry, you know, the weight of their loss. Um, on my shoulders too, and in my heart, when I'm when I'm fighting against what we're doing, you know, fighting for the Saudis and the truth. Yeah, we 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 talked about that earlier on the show, and it's like, when are we going to learn? You know, that the well, Saudis are not our friends. There were three that were killed, and eight that were also injured. Yeah, so it's outrageous. Right. It's yeah. outrageous. And, yeah, um, it and, really is. And then we've got the same thing unfolding now uh, in Corpus Christi at the Naval Air Station there. So, um, mm -hmm. not not a military member, uh, but uh, uh, an Arab, uh, a young Arab male. So we've got to mm -hmm. get smart about this. You know, that, has, that went to school in Saudi Arabia. You know, just in, the the Saudi Arabia connection just seems to be there um, much more than people realize. You know, in, in many of the attacks, the Boston Marathon, San Bernardino, you know, Fort Hood. You know, all of these were people that were radicalized um, and because the kingdom, you know, supports radical Islam. So yeah. they, they, uh, 
they have their hand in a lot of it. They do, and, and it's like they you know with friends like them, you know, uh, who needs enemies? <laughs> uh, I mean, exactly. They they've got this uh, whole uh, dip, um, diplomatic immunity thing. And can you tell us a little bit about uh, JASTA? I, I know you were uh, you were pivotal in in getting that passed. Uh, that was uh, Obama's uh, uh, only veto that was overrode uh, back in yes. the day. And it's the Justice yes. Against Sponsors of Terrorism Act, where it yes. allowed 9-11 families to sue uh, the Saudi royal government or the Saudi royal family and the, and the government of Saudi Arabia. Right. So JASTA allows any victim um, to sue a foreign country if there is substantial evidence that that country gave support to a designated terrorist organization that carries out a terrorist attack that kills or harms U.S. citizens on U.S. soil. So it's a, it's a pretty narrowly crafted um, counter-terrorism uh, piece of legislation slash victims' rights bill because before JASTA was passed, um, the kingdom was being released on sovereign immunity in the courts. And the courts were actually misinterpreting the law. It was never Congress's intention to allow countries that are supporting terrorist organizations to get away with, you know, carrying out attacks that kill Americans on American soil. So it took seven years to get it enacted, uh, which it was, in the pipeline throughout Obama's entire presidency. It was in, first introduced in 2009 and was finally enacted in 2016. And it had gone through the Senate, um, passed unanimously twice out of the Senate, then it passed unanimously out of the House. He came back and vetoed it, um, and we went back for the veto override, which was pretty incredible. When the Senate came in and vetoed it 97 to 1 in the Senate, and then 348 to 77 in the House. And like you said, it was the one and only veto override of his eight-year tenure. And what did he say when that happened? I mean, take us back to the day. That's ridiculous. Oh, the day was amazing because I was in the gallery with other family members, and we were all there. You know, the last four years were really intense working on the bill. And then, as you can imagine, the last six months to 12 months became you know, almost a full-time job. I mean, I was going back and forth to D.C. from my home in New Jersey quite frequently. And so that day, you're in the gallery, and it was mandatory attendance. Um, Mitch McConnell said, you know, every single senator had to come in and do the vote in person. So right. to watch each and every senator, you know, from the United States of America come in and give their thumbs up or say yay to the, to the clerk and to get that um, final count was exhilarating. Um, you know, all the hard work was paying off, and we knew that we would be able to hold the Saudis accountable. So from there, I went to the Senate um, dining room, and I sat with Mitch McConnell's policy people and lawyers, and I had senators all around me that had just voted for the bill. And wow, from exhilarating. There, after lunch, it was, it was really incredible. And from there, we went over to the House side and sat up in the gallery, and there were members of the... Uh, in the house that you know spoke very eloquently about several of the family members that had fought with us alongside for the last year and it's, it's almost like a sporting event in the house it's, it's very different than the senate and it's loud and um they're 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 talking and they're voting and the, and the votes being tallied up on a big screen and you know we knew we needed to get to i think 217 is the two-thirds so as soon as that number hit 
we just let out a war, you know, cry. And we were told, be quiet, be quiet. You know, not like the noise up in, in the um, in the gallery. And I just said, you know what, everybody, they deserve a standing ovation for what they just did. When we got up, we were applauding them. They turned around and started applauding us. Some were blowing kisses. One got up on a table and was like just oh, clapping so, so hard for us. It was a victory for America when this happened. Yeah. It was, and, 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 and if you think back about it, you know, the Obama administration was running interference for the Saudis the whole time. Uh, the Saudis were, had a full court press with uh, lobby, uh, D.C. lobbyists trying to kill this thing. What was that oh, like? Yeah. Oh, that was incredible. The State Department actually sent 12 of their goons over on a Friday <laughs> afternoon with one message. Behind closed doors in confidential meetings, kill the bill. And that was on Friday at about 5 o'clock. And then that weekend, the administration was calling the leaders of the House and Senate and saying, kill the bill. I had staffers call me in tears saying, we don't know what's going to happen now that the administration has come out so fiercely against JASTA. And, you know, I just had to hope and pray that, that it was Chuck Schumer and John Cornyn that were our two leaders in the Senate that they would... You know, excuse me, hold steady, mm -hmm. and they did. And, um, yeah, fighting the Saudis was, was, was very hard, <laughs> very hard. Yeah. Millions of dollars they spent on lobbyists uh, walking up and down the halls the same time as we're walking up and down the halls. You know, you'd go in and see a rep, and sometimes they'd say, they were just here, and I kicked them out. So your you know? children they, must be so proud of you, the stamina that you have. I, I mean, what, what drives you to take on a whole country? What was that uh, like? Look, what drives me is, you know, my my grief was very complicated and compounded. You know, besides losing my husband and the father of my children, and they were young. They were seven, four, and four days old when he was killed. Um, and in addition to that, his entire desk was killed. And that means all my friends that I knew and that spent holidays with and, and celebrations with were all gone. Plus other friends that Tom, Tom had worked there for 20 years. You know, we knew other people that were killed. Mm -hmm. So I think my grief was so intense that my reaction was so intense. Oh, I know the feeling, the, my friend. I know the right? feeling. And the only way yeah. I could get out of bed besides to get take care of my children was to focus on what can I do to get these answers, you know, to who, why, and how did this happen? I'm a patriot. How did this happen to my country? You know? Why would anybody want to do this to us? And how did they get away with it? Just so our, our listeners understand, what is, what is JASTA going to do for justice? What is that going to do? Well, because of JASTA, the kingdom was no longer allowed to be dismissed on sovereign immunity. So now they were reinstated in the case, and they're there to stay. Like, they can't be released. So now... Since 2017, when they were reinstated, we've been fighting them in the courts. Uh, we have jurisdictional uh, discovery on two Saudi agents um, that were here in this country, aiding and abetting two of the hijackers out in the California area. Um, one's name was Fahad Dumari, and the other one is Omar Al-Bayoumi. Mm -hmm. And these two men are... On the Saudi payroll, um, one was here on a student visa, which he did not attend any university, of course and was thought and known to be an agent for the kingdom, and the other one was working in the mosque out in California doing the same thing. They were, they were the handlers for these two hijackers, the first two that came into our country 12 to 18 months prior to the attacks.
So, so we had employees of the Saudi government on their payroll aiding and abetting 9-11 hijackers. Yes. And, yes. And, 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 and our government ran interference for Thumari and Bayoumi. Um, diplomatic immunity was invoked. Uh, the, the Obama administration tried to uh, block that. Our own government was fighting against us. And, and I know the frustration uh, with that. Um, holy mackerel. Um, so now, now we, we've, we've got these names disclosed. But I understand there are still a lot of, quote, unquote, secrets or, 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 or state secrets that involve Saudi government actors in 9-11 that we still want. And, and how do we get oh. those released? Absolutely. Um, we, we're, we're getting them in drips and drabs, but we have gotten about nine more Saudi names that are involved with these terrorists. Um, a lot of this is under protective order. So, so much of it now, um, the lawyers can't discuss with us. You know, they, they get the information and they can't talk to their clients about it, which is pretty outrageous. Um, protective order. And now, but they've taken it a step further, and they're invoking state secrets on evidence that they have in their possession. This has never been done before. And this is a murder trial, and you know, we're seeking evidence that our FBI has in its possession from a 10-year-long investigation. So I'll just this back it up insane. briefly. We all know that the 9-11 Commission was... Uh, to find the truths, right, to, to, to determine, you know, what transpired. But they were never given enough time or enough money to do a complete investigation of the Saudis. That was just kind of left hanging. And so that was published in 2004. And then in 2006, since there were so many unanswered questions, the FBI picked up and started a new investigation called Operation Encore. That investigation went on for 10 years spanning the globe these agents traveled to continue following all the leads and then all of a sudden in 2016 they're being told it's getting shut down why are, we, why, why are we protecting the saudis why is our own government fighting against us what, what are your thoughts on that you know what it's the million dollar question um and everybody has a theory right you know is mm -hmm. it oil is it this is it that i mean Personally, I believe they need us way more than we need them because we have our base there and we are protecting them from Iran. Um, they wouldn't exist if we weren't protecting them. But So it's tit for tat, and they're always fighting over the sale of arms, you know, all kinds of things. And I think they've been using our lawsuit, you know, as a, as a bargaining chip, and it has to end. They have to stop doing that. Terry, we, uh -huh. we've got to run off to a quick break. Would, would you stick with okay. us through the break and we can continue this on the other side? Because I really want to drill yeah, sure. down into, you know, what we can do and what citizens can do to help 9-11 families finally get justice for that grave okay. injustice. Great. We're talking with Terry Strada, 9-11 uh, uh, widow, mother, and special interest advocate and national chair for the 9-11 victims and family survivors against uh, terrorism. This is Don and Veronica. We're on News Talk 101, sitting in for Brian Rust. At Tyndall Federal Credit Union, you can choose your way to save on an auto loan. Whether you're purchasing a vehicle or refinancing, pick between a discounted interest rate, no payments for 90 days, or a chance to win cash. Only at Tyndall. PanCare Health is providing COVID-19 testing in Northwest Florida. If you are exhibiting symptoms of COVID-19, contact our response line at 850 
215-415-4181. Our response line is open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. To receive an appointment for testing, you must contact our PanCare Health Response Line first at 850-215-4181. PanCare Health, here for our communities when it's needed the most. Flo here with a really weird word, buttery. Buttery? It's not quite butter, it's, it's more butterish. Or maybe buttery is like butchery or bakery, a shop that sells artisanal butter products. Dig in, America. Now a word that's even more weird, flotection. Sure, it's not really a word, but it is really good protection for your new home through me and Progressive. No ifs, ands, or butteries about it. Sorry. Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit beefy, or even with type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Affordable term life insurance is out there. Call term provider and speak with Big Lou at 800-481-1458. 800 481 1458 or visit BigLou.com. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. They say trigger control is essential, but that rule seems to not apply to the Brian Rush Show. Triggering the crazy left is his specialty. The Brian Rush Show, a news talk at 101, is back. Welcome back. This is Don and Veronica sitting in for Brian Rust on News Talk 101. We're speaking with Terry Strada, who is a uh, 9-11 window, widow and an advocate for 9-11 families. And we were having a really interesting conversation about why, why our government is protecting Saudi government officials uh, from justice. I mean, they, they were complicit in this. I think uh, most people know where in their guts there were. they were, but we just can't fathom why our government is doing that. Uh, Terry, we, you were talking about your thoughts on that. Uh, um. Yeah. Um, so, uh, real quickly, the nine, a small group of 9-11 families met with President Trump last year on September 11th, and we discussed all of this, and we discussed a name that we needed released that was on an FBI report, and we needed the rest of the report to be declassified as well. And he was really supportive of us and, and you know, really gave us his assurances that we would get all of that. But then the next day... The name was only released to the lawyers, and the entire report was classified. So his Department of Justice went against what he had told the families the day before, which was really striking and, and alarming. We weren't expecting that at all. And I know, you know, Barr and Grinnell are, are heroes right now for Flynn, and, you know, mm -hmm. that's, that's a different subject. But they are really hurting the 9-11 community right now by invoking state secrets across the board in these wide-ranging categories with this wet blanket approach. It's never been done before. State secrets is a narrowly usually used to protect something that might, you know, be a real threat to the national security of the United States. This is not a threat to the national security of the United States. It's a, more of a threat to not let us see it and not let us, you know, shake the tree out and get all the information we can about the Saudis. And if the Saudis are so freaking innocent, why do they want everything classified and, and, and you know, state secrets and, and all of these protective orders that they, that they're the ones that insist on it. The Saudis, well, what can the average the citizen do, Terry, to help? You know, I, in support, you know, listen to, to who, you know, who's your, who's your congressman down there? Is it Matt Gates or is it? Congressman Dunn, we had him on today. Yeah, Representative uh, Dunn, Dr. Dunn. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, they they need to help us push the DOJ to do the right thing and allow some of this information to be released. And if they can't push Barr to do it, then they need to push Trump to do it. They need to say to him, you made the promise to the families, you really should keep it. And what is the harm in them knowing, you know, a lot more than you're allowing them to know? Because um, we're fed up, you know. This is so, not so are you ever scared? I mean, have has the Saudi government come after you? Uh, I I can't imagine taking on a country that doesn't even like me. You know, our country. <laughs> yeah, and doesn't um, especially like women speaking out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. Good point. And driving to a, a meeting with Mr. Trump. No, no. I, I think that there's people above me that they would want to take out before they would want to take me out. But listen, Khashoggi was a potential witness for Holy us. mackerel, he yeah. He was talking to us, and he got whacked. Um, and, and the guy that, one of the five that the Saudis are holding like responsible for Khashoggi's killing, he actually had a FARA, which is a Foreign Registration Act, for being one of the lobbyists fighting against JASTA. So the very guy that killed Khashoggi was fighting us in Washington, D.C. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You know, the more we peel this onion back, I think the smellier it's going to get. I mean, I'd like to know who we're protecting. And, you know, cynical me is always like, hey, follow the money. You know, that's always the reason. Right, which is what we've done. And I think there's a little self-preservation going on here, Don. I think that there are things about the CIA's, you know, behavior or, you know, ill behavior. Um, mm-hmm. They were tracking these guys in the United States. They weren't, that was illegal. They weren't allowed to do that. So it's a little bit of it's self-preservation, and they've made mistakes, and they probably didn't handle the evidence as well as they could have because things have been found since, um, you know, they, they closed the investigations. I mean, in Operation Encore, one of the agents was going through a box of stuff that came out of Bayoumi's home, and they found in it trajectory drawings of the, exact angle that the plane went into the Pentagon. If it wasn't Bayoumi, it was Bandar. It might have been even Bandar. Well, Terry, we can't thank you enough. You are an American patriot, and you've given so much for our country on this Memorial Day. We we, we remember people that have given all, and your family has. So thank you so much for joining us, and we look forward to talking to you again. Terry, thank you very much. And uh, if if we're here, um, uh, if we have a sit-in for Brian again, you are certainly welcome back. We'll have you back. (laughs) Oh, thank you. We'll have more to talk about, I'm sure. And thank you so much. God, God bless you, Terry. Yeah, keep up the good thank work. You. Well, there you have it. Well, there I you mean, have it. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's, it, the whole thing stinks, Veronica. The whole thing just stinks from bottom to top, you know. Well, it's it's hopefully we've got fighters. I know you're always yeah. a fighter fighting on behalf of your brother. But I, I wanted to say thank you. It's been three hours. It's just flown by. Yeah. I want to thank Kramer. From the morning show, hey, he's he's, yeah. he's on Monday through Friday, six to nine a.m. He's been the best board operator because we're just novices in here. Yeah, we're just fumbling um, around. And then next week, Brian Rust will be back from his spa vacay, <laughs> <laughs> and we have a big show. So I already have CFO Patronus is coming on, and our national committee man for Florida. Peter Feynman's going to talk Trump 2020 and how we can help. And, and, and I'll, I'm sure I'll get somebody else huge on. But it has just been an excellent show. And yeah, we've had a lot of fun here. Thanks thanks, thanks, a, thanks a lot, Kramer. And thanks Kramer for, is just yeah. the ad- 
We adore yeah. him, and then we thank Congressman Dunn for coming on, yeah. Jason Gonzalez, the, the lawyer from Tallahassee that's fighting the fight and ensuring that we're getting good Supreme Court justices on, Terry for coming yeah. on. Griff Griffiths as well. And our commissioner, yeah. Griff Griffiths, yeah. who I'm going to see out at Shell Island this morning uh, when I get <laughs> yeah. out there. So don't forget your sunscreen. Yeah, and let's hold Saudi Arabia uh, uh, responsible for what they've done, and let's sue the pants off them. Yes, that's and the only release thing that those hurts. names. Let's release those names. And uh, I, I guess Brian will be back, and we're, we're going to head be back. out here. Thank you, Brian. Yeah. I hope that that spa day is going well, and I adore Brian. And, and so. we birthed Veronadon today uh, <laughs> one more did. time. Kramer, can we do Veronadon one more time? It's already already gone. Yeah, it's, it's, the, uh, uh, it's been a, it's been a fabulous show, yeah. and and this is what this station's about: is getting the best talk radio guest on. And Brian will be leading the way next Saturday. Yeah, yeah. News Talk One Hundred and One, the Brian Rush Show. Uh, the best interviews, the best people uh, doing the interviews. Uh, I got to tell you, you got to tune in. I mean, I, I think this uh, uh, this show does a real service to the community by I, bringing I these so. these opinion makers, these movers and shakers, these opinion leaders. You know, fighting every, the fight every, for us. Yeah, I mean, even if you're if you're listening in your car, if you're listening in your garage, like I do, you know, when you're putzing <laughs> or on your around, iPhone, if you're putzing <laughs> around in your garage on a weekend, pop, yeah. yeah. Well, it's been great, Don. You're awesome. Happy Memorial Day to you. Yeah, and uh, we're yeah. always thinking of your brother, brother Adam, Adam yeah, Arias. Thank you. Thank and you. And all let, the 9-11 family. And, and let's all remember to take that uh, moment of silence on Monday for Memorial Day for all of our fallen heroes. God bless. W-Y-O-O Springfield. This is News Talk at 101. News Talk at 101. Panama City's information station. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.